Hello everyone and welcome to the Lightbringers podcast where I can't say any words properly. You can hear us today. That's right. I didn't even say anything, Jebro. I didn't even have to say anything. I just had to sit here thinking about how Boots would interrupt you and he just immediately goofed a little bit. Just a I little bit. Not that bad. I like it. It was very weird how like I couldn't say any words. I saw a podcast. Hello. <laughs> and like all of a sudden it's just like, Jebro, I guess I speak a lot during the week. So maybe I, my words have just decided to fight against me. Um... But hey-ho, that is exactly what is happening, everyone in chat. Thank you very much. Hello, and I hope you are well and you are having a good day, whatever you're doing. <sighs> We're here. It's myself, Rook, and also Fornax is here as well. And uh, we're going to bring you a lovely, chill little podcast this weekend. We're on a Sunday because uh, I had a massive tattoo job on Friday and I definitely couldn't do that whilst I was doing that. It would have been interesting. <laughs> Actually, uh, maybe, maybe in the future. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lightbringers Podcast. What if we did a Lightbringers Podcast while all of us got tattoos live? It's got Dude, Tybalt, like, tattooed on us somewhere, like, on our yeah. elbow or yeah. something. No. I'm down. No. I'm down. Really? No. no. I am. I can't speak for Fornax. Look. All the no. All the no. Okay. <laughs> Dreams destroyed for the entirety <laughs> of the uh, community who enjoys the podcast. Then. Oh, Ooh, I'll fun. definitely watch you two getting stabbed, though. You you have a house. Okay. okay, okay all right, that's good. The it's yeah. a fun activity. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, we're going to go through some news and whatnot today, as long as I don't mess up my scenes, which is what I'm currently trying to do, apparently. Oh, chat. Why, why you got break? OBS added like some really awesome stuff, but it doesn't resize very well. And every so often it just goes pear shaped, everyone. So if you excuse me just for a moment there. Yeah, there we go. We're good. We're good. I'm just talking about my life. Um, but yes, we're going to be talking about the studio update. We're going to be talking about we're going to play some Winter's Day as well. So if you do want to watch the podcast video, check it out on Spotify or YouTube on the Twitch mod. Um, we'll be playing a little bit of Wednesday, hanging out. If people don't know what it is and what it's about, I will show you how to play a few bits and pieces and walk you through some stuff. It's just going to be a really chill day and also MMORPG uh, throughout an award. Players' Choice Award to Guild Wars 2 as well, which we're going to talk about briefly as well during the cast. So, first of all, if you have enjoyed the podcast in the past, future or present, while you're watching now, do us a favor, hit that like button chuck a review on maybe in itunes or whatever other thing can do that tell people how much you're enjoying yourself watching this amazing show with these amazing personages and check out their stuff in the description below as well you can buy the um expansions through them you can also check out their channels and you can check out all their social media and things uh, if they decide to keep using that on twitter and stuff <laughs> in the future because uh, that's on fire currently so um if you don't want to win this fire um go to twitter as it's currently uh needing some dousing i believe um but yeah otherwise please tell us a little bit about yourself what you do where you do it rockery is back Hi, it's me again. Jebro still can't get rid of me, so I'm back again for another episode. So happy to be here with all of you. Uh, I play 
most, I think most of you that have listened at this point know that, but I particularly love Guild Wars 2 and Final Fantasy 14. So I, whether we're playing them, we're talking about them, we're doing podcasts, we're doing special events, like this week I am actually shoutcasting this week and next week in mm. Royce World First for World of Warcraft. So that's been yes. pretty wild. So whatever I'm doing, wherever it is, it's probably, it has something to do with my love of games, particularly MMORPGs in general. But uh, I've been doing a little variety here at the end of the year. So we're actually playing through some Dragon Age. We're going to have a full run of the campaign of the most recent Halo. So a lot of wild stuff is going to be happening. So if you tune in, you might just get a special holiday treat. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv rookery. That's R-O-O-K-U-R-I. You can also find me on YouTube where I upload big reactions, big emotions, big feelings, and other content, usually pertaining to lore or things like that in the games that we love. Uh, And then you can find me currently on twitter at rookery underscore but uh, <laughs> that yesterday and today it has truly started to burn so we'll see what happens and uh instagram's the backup you know what at rookery over there too so uh come say hi sometime <laughs> very good excellent excellent well when i say back i mean we have a permanent we have kind of a permanent roster of five people now including myself we have rookery we have crew and we have boots and we just added Fornax to our five-person kind of regular crew that we asked to pop on every single week. They get the first opportunity to deny me. Um, <laughs> and then, then uh, we ask, we kind of ask other people or get new people in to talk about what they think's going on. But Fornax as well, welcome. Hello. Tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, where you do it. And uh, welcome. Welcome officially to our light-bringing party thing <laughs> it's very very sweet of you to ask me to come and it shows how desperate you are so i'm kind of yeah, feeling true. very sorry for you yeah, okay. uh, oh for next you fit right in you should have been here from the start yeah fast yeah bro got more british people now <laughs> no but i i really i really love chatting with you guys about the the game and other games and you're you're a lovely bunch to be with so it's it's a great boon for me and i really appreciate it it's good for my mental health to talk with the gamers <laughs> true very true it's true it's true yeah. it's true content as these guys well know when you're when you're doing talking to the world you're actually talking to yourself a lot so getting in touch with other people in your community is super important so if you don't do it a lot I recommend you try. It's kind of nice. Um, but I make content um, on um, Guild Wars 2 mainly over on YouTube. And I am on Twitch too. It's a fun place to be if you like, you know, the 1940s replaying in, in short form. It's very strange. But anyway, yeah. Wait, what? That's me. <laughs> what was that? You, if you like you know Twitch, you like the... about? Yes. I don't yeah. know at Tw- all. Actually. Tw- <laughs> no, yeah, no. Twitter. Sorry, Twitter is. Oh, is, 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 oh I was actually, like, <laughs> Twitch has reference. had its problems with its like monetization, but let's not talk mm. about that anyway. I mean, it's no. had many problems. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think there's a problem on Twitch that isn't weekly I don't, right now. I do not understand social media <laughs> hardly at all. So God help me. Anyway, yes. Thank you for inviting me and much appreciated it's also yeah i don't think many people do um we're still trying to understand this world we live in um but yeah um and uh we we were talking about that before as well and i just checked the discord thank you for that rook that information about twitter (laughs) that's great because you know i probably would have broken that (laughs) that's new to us that um yeah um (laughs) 
I'm just, you know what? I'm just, I'm just collecting blog post oh, links. I'm just distributing yeah. them, like letters to orphans and Guild Wars 2, or from orphans, letters from orphans and Guild Wars 2. Just handing them out, a little Winter's Day treat here. Because we've had a couple come in here at the end of the year, both before ArenaNet started their... They do this every single year, in case anybody didn't know. Um, but they have a studio break, which is really nice, where everybody gets time off for the holidays. They, like, enforce that really regularly. So um, they take time off, and they make sure that everybody gets a little bit of a breather at the end of the year. So they posted some updates right before everybody took those days for themselves, those weeks for themselves. And so we have a little bit of news to talk about. We do, yeah. Let's start with that. Good, good job. Look at that. Good job. Awesome segue. Love it. We are going to do very that. Professional. This, it was very good, yeah. Right, thank you, you thank you. You do this. I try sometimes. I do okay job. I also shout out to <laughs> ArenaNet for their fantastic work culture, right? Mm. They really love their staff. They appreciate them. They mm. give them t the time they need. And yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see, especially in the games industry, where it is not ubiquitous for the people to be treated with respect and love. So hats yeah. off to them. I'm glad that they just continue to do that, honestly. Um, thank God. Uh, even, yeah. like, even when directors change as well. Like I think we saw, we actually saw on Twitter this past week, um, arena that people calling out each other, like saying all the things they do get well for each other, which you don't often see, honestly, that much at all. Like there was um, a lot of people calling out like Josh Davis, the director saying, you know, we appreciate how you look after people and support people and like a lot of the narrative team were talking to each other as well as like nick nandas and they were talking about their achievements and stuff and it was very nice um it was really good really really good and yeah i've just continued doing that continue treating each other bloody well i would appreciate that i, I feel like that the, the guild wars 2 community is like one of the last bastions of sanity and peace and loveliness on twitter left with everything else is just a raging inferno we've got these tiny little communities that are all just showing each other love and sharing pretty pictures it's kind of it's kind of yeah yeah i'm still not sure yeah. if that's yeah. a good thing or not <laughs> sometimes i'm like are we just ignoring the fire when we should be trying to help put oh, it out I'll no leave. i mean <laughs> There, oh, you mean on Twitter specifically, oh, yeah, like yeah, Twitter yeah. as a platform supporting Twitter? Yeah. No, I think that in the actual dis like discourse and banter between communities, it's definitely a good thing because, yes. well, there are definitely pockets, I think, that can be a little bit more of a negativity echo chamber. You really do see, and I think we have seen a lot recently, a lot of positivity and uplifting amongst the community, amongst the developers specifically around Guild Wars 2, which has mm -hmm. been so nice. I mean, it's just, it's great to see because I think it's easy for any of us to sit down and type out an angry tweet about something or to just complain incessantly about things to the point that it's not beneficial. We see that all the time online. We see that in so many communities. But I know that I, at this point, looking at social media and things, I'm so fatigued with so much of the news and the drama and the politics and everything else that's been happening in the world that to just see people being treated well and uplifting each other and being happy about games that they love, it's like we can't ignore the bad things, but it definitely is like a soothing balm to my soul to just see that. It's very true. It's absolutely I, think it, true. I think people on Twitter need to remember, though, that they are one of the smallest social media um operations facebook is is magnitudes larger with masses of people 
Yeah, that that the, they they could really be a sort of like a snapshot of society. Oh God, please no! Not Facebook, not Facebook, no, no, no. But I mean, yes, you're right. There is a large population on Facebook, and even if younger generations have moved away from that, it is still a massive powerhouse. So you're not wrong. It is absolutely. Well. We're going to start talking about some Guild Wars 2 stuff specifically. Uh, the studio update. If, who Does someone want to start reading this? Take it on a par- couple of paragraphs or a paragraph or two. Do we have any? Uh, or do you want me to start? What should we do? I can do it. I'll do it. I'll spare cool. Fornax. I'll spare Fornax unless you are dying to do it. Oh, yeah. No, dyslexic woman here dying to read aloud at any opportunity, <laughs> especially in public. I got Bye, you. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I go for it. All right. Okay, winter, hold on. Studio update. Happy Winter's Day from the Guild Wars 2 team. This was posted on December 14th. Uh, and they said, before we head out for our annual holiday break and bid farewell to 2022, we want to take a few moments to celebrate the past year and extend our heartfelt gratitude to you, our players, for making it all possible. 2022 was a fantastic year for Guild Wars 2, and it started off with a bang. On February 28th, we released our third expansion, Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons, which brought a climactic end to the Elder Dragon Saga. Spoiler! They even included that, which I love. Yeah, it's the end of the Dragon Saga. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. The team poured their heart and soul Hopefully. into bringing... <laughs> I know. I'm just like, yeah, the... no, we surprised you. It's another one. jk not the end um the team poured their heart and soul into bringing a reimagined cantha to life and in the end we delivered an experience that we're incredibly proud of but the expansion is just one part of this year's story living world season one which had previously been unplayable for over eight years returned Mm. as a free and permanent addition to the base game we delivered significant quality of life gameplay improvements for both new players and veterans with more to come we made considerable progress on long-term initiatives like the Direct X 11 upgrade and World vs. World world restructuring, and we renewed our focus on regularly refreshing key gameplay systems like combat. And we released Guild Wars 2 on Steam, putting mm. Tyria on the map for an entirely new group of gamers. Go me keep going? Uh, sure, if you want to. I don't mind taking oh. a bit as well, but you're doing a great job of reading. Wow, okay. My stream is I... like, please, Jeffrey, don't read. <laughs> I'll read the last. I'll read the last two. There we go. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. We've also reinforced our commitment to being transparent and communicating regularly with all of you, with regular studio updates, quarterly roadmaps, and balanced preview live streams. In the background, we've been working quietly on our next content update, and we began early development on our fourth expansion. In the midst of everything, we celebrated the 10th anniversary of Guild Wars 2's original release, an achievement only made possible by the support of our community. All of oh these are the last two. Here you go. Oh, go okay. Um just uh we're not we're not going to talk and stream we're not going to talk in depth about all these things we're actually going to have a review of 2022 for guild wars 2 uh, and actually we might just go through the studio update again probably and be like oh yeah that's actually what happened this year because it was a lot do you think about all the changes all the new people that came into the game everything there is so much good stuff there i would i'll just finish this off and then we can have a brief we'll have a brief word we're not going to talk about too much because we'll spoil our own show <coughs> All of this paid off in a big way. Back in April, we reported that our active player count had more than doubled over the past few years, and the Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons had already sold out our previous expansion, Path of Fire. 
Today we're excited to share a new accomplishment. This year we've already seen more players venture into Tyria for the first time since 2015. A part of me was like, oh, <laughs> this year, the year we made the base game content playable for free and launched our first expansion, Guild Wars 2 Heart of Thorns. This has been one of the best years for Guild Wars 2 in recent memory. Excellent. And we're eager to keep building on that momentum. We'll be back early next year to talk about our Q1 plans. And Q1, if you're not from America, because America talks about that more often than anyone else, it's the first quarter of the year, which include wrapping up the DirectX 11 transition, working on World vs. World, which has been happening for so long, and upgrading our game browser technology from coherent Chromium embedded framework, QRook in a minute, and of course, new Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons content. We're also looking forward to sharing our long-term vision and plans for the game. Thank you mm. all for a fantastic 2022. Let's do it again next year. Uh, what you what you can't launch any on any other platforms, mate. Like, what you can do? Have a wonderful winter's day. And it's like, let's do it again next year. Are we going for another expansion? I mean, cool. Let's do that. No, <laughs> Give me another. Coming one. to Xbox Pass. That's what's going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah they're going oh, to console. Console. Mm. Console would be wild. It would be amazing. Yeah, I don't. Really I'm be. not going to get ahead of myself unless they actually say that's something that's going to happen. But mm. it would be so good. There yeah. is. I feel like we should. Do, we could do an episode on that. Just like the controls. Mm. How would? How do we even do that? Um. So the, there was some. There was some cool stuff. So they're going to let us know about. We know they're going to go stay in camper for the next living world or at least you know that's going to be it's going to be themed there and maybe they jump about a bit who knows um and that's there's more in store world v world is still being tested and still being you know worked through i think they just want to make sure that's working properly it feels like it's been pretty good on the player side mostly maybe there's some bits and bobs where players are not sure you know how to work the system maybe getting the ui correct and all that kind of stuff um I'm not going to pretend I know anything about that coding side because I don't. Uh, so, and also they were talking about the, cr the chromium and some other shit that I don't understand. And uh, Rook, Rook seems to know what they're talking about the most out of us three. So, what was, what do you think they were talking about, Rook? There, I mean, we know they use a web browser system kind of for the training post, right? I think it was what they're talking about, or was it? I don't know. Right. Yeah. This is my guess, and again. I know the most out of the three of us, maybe, but only because my partner is a programmer and software engineer. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I am not the authority. This is just my understanding. So if you think of anything within like these kinds of web browsers, right? Like you're having a window that is displaying information to you in some kind of way, shape or form, um, the way that it's responsive, how fast it takes for pages to load, how things, all that kind of stuff is part of, we don't see it happen in front of us, but in order to set it all up and get it going, you have to have what's known as a framework. Um, you can think of it almost as like building out the scaffolding in some kind of like structure building, something like that, right? You need a scaffolding to support everything else that will then actually be seen the the brick outside the the interactable elements of whatever this building is going to be so um, with this in mind i think what they're saying is that they've been using an old scaffolding an old framework for um the interfacing with the black line trading company 
So in order to make those like real-time live uh, transactions, in order to have, especially with like, you know, the PayPal integration, all that kind of stuff, right? It's an online internet service that's connected to a window that we see displayed in game in this certain way. So my thought is that they've been running it on an old one, which has caused problems for people in the past. Sometimes we hear about errors with the Blackline Trading Company, things not properly showing up, it going down, you know, issues like that lag or delay where when you open it up, it just takes a million years. Um, so by upgrading to a new scaffolding, a better, more solid structure that will support the whole interface and a different one that might give them more flexibility in some kind of ways, it seems like their goal is to make that experience more streamlined, less buggy, less laggy, right? Because the actual like structure supporting it will be different and um, better. That's my guess. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel I feel like they're future proofing the game, aren't they? That they're, they're, yeah. they're kind of like shoring up the scaffolding because I think I think a lot of people experience a lot of interesting bugs with their main source of revenue, which is the the, the trading post. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that they they really should if they're if they're trying to kind of increase the the, the, the the foot traffic there and they're trying to increase sales, what they really need to do is they need to introduce a better system for people to preview the items that are on there. So I hope that that is something that they're thinking about while they're while they're updating all this kind of thing. Because if a person can't really preview and see the item that they're trying to sell properly, um it's it's gonna depress sales, I think. Yeah, I think this is them trying to address a lot of those issues, right? Just making that something that's going to be more reliable for players. And maybe, I mean, we don't know yet if this means that they're going to completely redo the UI for it, where, like you said, there might be, you know, updates and things. I hope so, because I can imagine that some of the previous framework probably limited certain things that they could do with it. So hopefully they do take this as a time not only to make the actual just like responsiveness and performance better, but to also kind of like streamline it and clean it up a little bit, like you were saying. I also think it's amazing that they're getting, I, I, I'm hoping that this is like a realm reborn kind of momentum, you know, as, as, as um, Final Fantasy kind of came back to life after it really just like crashed out in its first two years. And it just quietly started to gather players to it and gather more players to it as it as it proved that it could deliver the content that people were interested and it proved that it had the quality. And I'm hoping that this is going to happen for Guild Wars 2, that people are going to quietly kind of come to the community and, and we're going to see those numbers keep steadily increasing. I would I would really like that. Absolutely. And when you think about this was actually a pretty big paragraph in here, this discussion about the fact this year, we've already seen more player, uh, players venture into Tyria for the first time since 2015. Yeah. So when you think about I'll 2015... Right back, peeps, okay. There's someone trying to deliver something, and I was like, they will not, like, I just had to contact them because it's like an expensive thing and things get stolen sometimes. So I'm just going to grab it. You keep talking. I just wanted to tell you while I'm running away. Okay, go for it. Um, they, I, that's, a, that's huge. Like, that is massive. Because when you think about the momentum that an MMO has at launch, right? Think about when New World released. Think about any of the recent releases for MMOs in history. Um, think about that initial hype or even go back to when whoever you are, you began to play the MMOs that you love or you jumped into Guild Wars 2. The hype of something that's brand new hitting the scene, all of that momentum from the advertising, a first expansion, which is a huge time for many games, that's something that 
to even be able to say that those numbers are comparable 10 years later, that they're seeing the highest population, that End of Dragons has sold the most, that in that period of time, which is generally considered to be one of the most hype times in all of Guild Wars 2's history, we are now seeing that resurgence. I mean, Fornax, like you said, that is not to be just snubbed. That's not to just be, like, ignored, because that's something that is a massive testament not only to all of the work, all of the quality of life, the incredible expansion, but the fact that they really have been taking so much action this year, as well as other factors, like you know, certain audiences shifting and exploring new games. The Steam release, uh, World of Warcraft saw a decline and is now seeing a rise back in its player base. But I think more and more people are interested in trying a wider variety of MMOs and the pandemic, which played a huge role. So all of these things, I think, contributed to getting people into MMOs and MMOs they hadn't tried before. But that's huge. There are like very few MMOs that can say that when they're 10 years into their life cycle, they have had one of their absolute best years on par with or even surpassing in some regards their initial release or first expansion. I think if we can get people to just come and try the game, they will be so surprised at the quality of the of the of the visuals, of the storytelling, of the of the of the of the character customization that it's it's kind of it's paradigm shifting and then if they get onto the mounts and the open world bosses and and the jumping puzzles and all the side stuff all the side shows that we kind of take for granted with all the different races i mean this is what uh, uh, world of warcraft have done they've taken wholesale a load of the the ideas and the and the building blocks that guild wars 2 and they're pushing them out to their players in an inferior version and their players are raving about it and i'm like guys it's great and it's a massive improvement but please come to guild wars 2 and see how it's actually done um it's so much better here so, yeah yeah, yeah really i bums on seats yeah it's tough it is tough it is tough i mean for next Oh, you said it. I the thing is is that WoW has left an indelible mark on MMOs in such a large scale way that I really don't know any other MMO necessarily can say that they did create this mold, this template, this impact on MMOs to the scale that World of Warcraft has in what we consider mm. to be the modern iteration of MMO. That's absolutely true, and I do not want to discredit that impact that World of Warcraft has had, but it is funny to me because I feel like with Dragonflight, we saw them, the, the past expansions have been really troubled for WoW in recent years with Draenor and beyond. There have been good things, there have been bad things, but we have seen that both that paired with some of their development has led to much of their player base migrating at long, long, long last away from World of Warcraft. And now Dragonflight is being so praised. And it's funny to me because it feels like one of the first expansions where they went, oh, Sorry, excuse me. Oh, shit, we really got to start looking at other MMOs, huh? People don't, people want us to do what other MMOs are doing? Oh, okay, okay. We yeah. can't just ride on WoW's coattails anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, they were still innovating, and there were successes and failures within that. Mm -hmm. Again, not to discredit anything, but Dragonflight being praised for these components that I'm like, you realize that, like, this story and the cinematics and narrative and stuff, that's Final Fantasy XIV, Guild Wars 2, and that kind of linear thing, and these memorable side characters, all that kind of stuff. Not that WoW hasn't had that, but the way they, like, parceled, packaged, and delivered it, very much a draw from the narrative trends in MMOs right now. The open world, the mount stuff, all these things, Guild Wars 2. And it's like, other games have been doing this consistently for years. And it is funny how I think WoW gets that huge focus and praise for it when 
almost every player I've seen that has migrated over to these other games is now starting to realize, like from WoW, is now starting to go, oh, I could have had this for 10 years. <laughs> oh. I mean, uh, I mean, you say it's not just a Guild Wars 2. They just looked out across the MMOverse and they just, it was like a smorgasbord for them. Like, I'll have some of that from Final Fantasy. I'll have some of that from mm. Guild Wars 2. I'll have some of that narrative uh, uh, voice lines and consistency from Elder Scrolls and they're just picking the th the best part and I think as a consumer that is fantastic and we should be encouraging should them be all good, to yeah. plagiarize like as I mean I, as, yeah, many times. as long as as long as they don't that at the moment they can't really everyone's everyone says oh they're copying this and they're copying that and this game copies that and I'm just like as long as they do something extra and they don't just blatantly copy the thing and and then that's kind of okay because that's what game we have to do nowadays <laughs> there's not much originality out there that is very very difficult i think like creating a new experience is very 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 difficult to do and it's normally indie indie game companies that are doing that if anyone they're just going completely out of the box right so like mmo wise it's interesting i was going to say because i'm in the eso stream team um and uh talking to those folks a little bit more recently and then they had their studio update kind of thing and they're talking about like revamping their plans completely for next year um and how they want to do more kind of grouped content more kind of dynamic events and stuff and not just focus on quests because all they do um really is like they they've put out the same the good thing about eso is that they put out the same thing every year right so you knew you were getting Four dungeons or what? I can't remember. Right? Four, I think it's four dungeons. You get two. Uh, you get a story patch, and you get like a big chapter as well. So and, and you knew you got these every quarter, which is cool. But at the same time, I was just like, oh, no, this is coming again. <laughs> like it's not a surprise. It's not like you know, there's an event and suddenly there's random thing happening and the change. They've changed the schedule. And I think when things become too regular, it can be very you know be a bit dull it can be a little bit boring and people are just like yeah well there's so much story content in the game and there's so much vo like we don't need more because people have i'm not even caught up i'm a chapter behind i ain't got the time um and it's like okay just chill with that for a little bit get stuff to keep your players in the game which is what you know what warcraft seems to be doing and if i didn't feel awfully bad about supporting blizzard in any kind of way then I might play <laughs> or be involved with it in some way, shape or form. Mm. But I just, there's part of me which just feels like that would be bad. Um, so if anyone ever wants to pay for it for me, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, joking. Um, but like, there is that part of me which as an MMO player, I'm wanting to make this MMO podcast at some point in the future, hopefully, I will have to jump in and touch the World of Warcraft because, you know, I will need that as a comparison for other things. We're just talking I, about I have the some game, good news for you. <laughs> Go on. Um, it's free up until level sixty. I mean, it's I've got that. I've, I've got that. I've got the player. I've, I can't do oh, that I anymore, unfortunately. I had Shadowlands like a couple of years ago when it came out. So yeah, I played through uh, half of it. Yeah, so like I know that you yeah. can get thirty days for free with the a game at the moment. I'm not trying to advertise World of Warcraft. Um, yeah, there's still it a lot. It's of... unionized, people. It's got a union. The, the yeah. workers have unionized. There there's you go. That's there's... a redeeming feature. That's good. That's, that's good, one good thing. That's good to hear. But there's... Yeah, I, yeah, I'm right there with you, Jeb. I've, that's stuff. been really the only stumbling block for me. I actually would be playing Dragonflight 
Probably avidly. I would give it a really good shot because I am really curious Same. about what they've done, yeah. even though I fell off around like Legion time. Mm. Um, and then with everything that came out, I was so morally conflicted, right? Yeah. And that doesn't mean that like as MMO players, we can't still keep an eye on things. We can't still, you know, and I am. Yeah. And like, obviously yeah. I'm a part of the Race to World First right now and they're mm -hmm. raising money for amazing mental health causes. And the community is really rallying in a wonderful way. Um, which is great to see. It's just, it's so hard with that corporate element and with the other things. I mean, all of this to backtrack a little bit though. I'm I did want to talk that, about. Though. That's great. Yes. That's great. Yeah, the, union is, is the unionizing is great to hear. And um, the mental health stuff you talked about with the charities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're great. raising money for um, Rise Above the Disorder, which is an incredible mm. organization that actually has its roots Absolutely. in World of Warcraft, um, but makes mental health care accessible and affordable for people worldwide. So definitely check nice. it out, urad.org, if you don't know that. Um, but all of that, all that to say, circling back a little bit. Um, I actually am really glad you brought up the ESO studio update while we talk about the Guild Wars 2 studio update, because I do think it's interesting this time of year to see these comparisons between how different studios, like what they're looking at for next year, right? What are they looking at as something that's important for them to do? What are they looking at in, you know, the scope of what they're going to be bringing to the table and how each game envisions what's possible in our current day, age, technology, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, ESOs was really interesting. I was even talking this morning because ESO and Guild Wars 2, I think, have some of the most comparable yeah. player experience right now. Sure. Even the systems of weapon swapping and building out your classes and all that kind of stuff is very similar in many ways. World exploration, although the questing system that you mentioned, I am obsessed with ESO side quests. I love them. Oh, yeah, I think great. they're so great. But like you said, I think we had gotten to the point with ESO where... It was so formulaic that yeah. it very rarely had moments of excitement and like, this is something new. What is this? Mm -hmm. Like to the point even where, you know, in every single different new zone, you'd have something like we have metas and event chains in Guild Wars 2, but those always bring you generally something different. It might be a different challenge. It might be a slightly different formula. You might have lanes. You might have one boss. You might have all these different portions. They might experiment and do that PVE world versus world format, right? Like all yeah. sorts of stuff like that. Whereas in ESO, Almost always, you'd have like the world events, and it'd just be like, "Here's a pearl, and, and there's a world. bunch of enemies, yeah. and you have to smash it. Here's the, this group of enemies, <laughs> and you have to kill them." It, it was just the, it was geysers, it was pearls, it was yeah. whatever it was, right? Like it's just the exact same sort of copy paste. Mm -hmm. And I think after a while, that got repetitive. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do because I think there is a big chance that, given the framework of their game, as they look to innovate or polish up combat, I have a feeling they're going to look really strongly to Guild Wars 2. I would not be surprised at all if we see them drawing yeah. pretty heavily from yeah. Guild Wars 2 systems, because it's the closest. Um, and I'm curious to see what they're going to do with their revamp and all of that. And it's or funny, if, yeah. Yeah, if Guild Wars 2 will draw from them, I don't know. I've had like, we had, um, we actually had a bunch of ESO streamers coming over to the Guild Wars 2 director, and I was sitting in there because I kind of, because they knew that I was in in the Guild Wars 2 partner program. And they were like, you know, I haven't played this much. And as we know, Cash and Jibs, who do the Guild Wars 2 podcast, the um, the Tyrion. Oh, God. Every single time, the name of the podcast, you should go watch it. Legends of Tyrion. Is it called Legends of Tyrion? I can't remember what it's called. Good Lord. But anyway, remember. the guys from there came from ESO. They actually went to New World, and they've got different podcasts and different MMORPGs. So um, they're great guys. I'll try and link it in the description. I think I mentioned this last week. But... 
uh, they came over as well and they're all very very surprised because people just you know Guild Wars 2 doesn't put itself out there in the best way uh possible a lot of the time so uh which is unfortunate always. because uh yeah it's, it's always been a fun time legends of tyria there you go it is yeah legends you got it okay cool 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 um so they're great guys yeah if you can go and watch their podcast they stream a little bit here and there they're both dads they're both just like you know probably about my i think they're about my age or so they're around four or so and they're just like you know they're pretty cool guys they can't sit there with a whiskey and chat like old dads about like you know and they're not old classic, i'm not saying you're old boomer gamers. No, no, no. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're not boomers as well they're not like, i think jibs is i'm pretty sure jibs is younger than me um but like uh they're really yeah. nice guys i've had them on a podcast of mine own on the um they used to do a podcast called uh the new companions because you called the companions when you go through the game originally um and that was really really great so we had those those guys on and i haven't spoken to them for a while i might have to get them on but like, yeah, it's it is interesting. I think they are definitely the closest MMOs to each other for sure. Um, I'm hoping they can pull it together because they're not having a good time. It doesn't feel like a lot of the players are having a good time over there at the moment. Um, I know the story. The story is always good. The story is never the problem, like you say. It's and and I know we're not talking about ESO today, but it's it's interesting to talk about other MMOs in relation to Guild Wars Two. Um. But yeah, it's just the same stuff, like you say. And I think we've, it's the opposite. With Guild Wars 2, sometimes we'd like a little bit more. The <laughs> same. Right? Like a little yeah, bit of that, true. but like still the same kind of surprisingness. Because I think there was always this thing which Mo said, which always ticked me off royally, um, was this surprise and delight factor. And I was like, it's 2022. It's 2020. It's, t- it's the 2000s. No one gives a crap about being surprised and delighted that much that they don't know what's going on. That's not a good excuse. Um, thankfully, that mentality seems to have dissipated quite fast since taking over of like Josh and um, more so Colin as well. So that is, re- I'm really glad that mentality is gone because good well, lord, that was out of touch. <laughs> it was just not yeah, good. it 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 is right because. I mean, like the blog post has said, they've done a lot to even begin to address that this year, which we'll talk Mm -hmm. about even more in that, you know, Guild Wars 2 2022 recap kind of episode that we'll be Mm -hmm. doing soon. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there is, I think, a lot of we realize that surprise and delight is a major factor of games. But at the same time, you need to reliably know what you are investing yourself in. You need to know that the things that you care about will come back in some way, shape or form. And I think this addressing of communication, these more regular updates, information, um, all of those things have helped give a greater sense of surety. And we have seen, right, like they have stuck with strikes. We're getting them regularly. We have had these releases that have been paced, you know, very well, I think. So we are seeing more of that. Whereas you're right with ESO. It's been interesting because I think they went far too hard into that, where some of the surprise and delight and innovation, although we got things like the new card game and those kinds of systems, which have been great. But much of the actual like zones maps major mechanics of the game haven't necessarily been updated and much like we saw guild wars 2 having to address this year guild wars 2's problem has never been that the combat isn't smooth isn't fun and it isn't engaging because it has always been that right whereas eso i think has struggled more with that but rather discussions about balance discussions about 
Um, you know, how do we create engaging encounters when we really truly don't have a trinity? How do we kind mm -hmm. of, you know, make use of all these different tools in our kit and or narrow down to very specific ones that we want to become, um, you know, cornerstones of our combat and things. Whereas ESO has kind of been the opposite in the sense that they have a very similar combat system and class building but they over time decided well we are going to really go more into each class having a holy trinity kind of build that they do tank healer dps we're going to have um you know combat that is let's just be real clunky to start <laughs> like it's been eso combat the huge thing about it has been that most of the challenge for players came animation canceling which it turns out is just not fun and not smooth to build an entire combat system around um guild wars yeah, 2 has right. much more interesting layers of complexity that is not just about how can i cheese my casts and stuff to just like like how can i clip different animations just to goof it so i can get more stuff you know it's these other systems that are more complex more layered more engaging more interesting so while both of these studios have had different issues, perhaps, in regards to their balance or mechanical kind of components, both studios, we do see, are taking a look as we get into games that are of this age, right, at how do we continue to streamline? How do we continue to improve on the good and cut out the bad? Um, I had someone this morning in stream literally say to me, after the hundredth time of these mechanics issues in ESO and logging in to find all my champion points completely wiped again. So I had to spend an hour rebuilding them. I just decided I was going to play Guild Wars 2 and I started Guild Wars 2. <laughs> it's yeah, like, that is a really so. wax. Like that system is so, <laughs> so wild. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't want this to be an ESO like, critical podcast, but that they, they need some accessibility um, changes because I think they've, They've pandered to a few different people and sometimes who aren't really the general player base and they should be encouraging to play their game because this, their game is great. Their game is fantastic. If you're ever going to, uh, again, you know, really net partner, but if you're ever going to play an MMO, like ESO is is gold. It's, it's one of those ones I love. I, I love very much, but I like a lot of MMOs. There's the New World as well, a lot of big changes they had. There's there's a bunch and, and we'll, we'll do some... Uh, I'll get this lot on and we'll talk about MMOs in general because actually thinking about it, MMO show wise like the two other people who are here right now play a lot of other MMOs as well so they'll probably be on it um but yeah okay let's let's go over to the I feel like this is a conversation we could definitely go into more for sure and it's interesting to think about where other MMOs are at this point of the year because I think Guild Wars 2 has just had so much if you get like just go through that studio update you know there's the steam release the expansion everything they've gone through and that's just you know they're two tiny things of this year the redo of the story and the season um you know world v world you know really changing so many systems and they they had massive changes in like you know just who's who's working there as well like who's at the top so even going through that change, because I think I think Josh Davis said he was, he's been there officially for a, back for a year as well, which is ridiculous to think about. So I remember we were talking about it, I think, on the podcast, and it happened. They announced it while we were doing the podcast, and it was like, whoa, this is so good. I remember that still. Um, so that was really, really exciting. So to go through that kind of transition during that time as well, I think is actually really, really huge, because that changes a lot of how you envisage how you're going to put things out into the world, 
how you're gonna go ahead and go ahead in future and just talk about communication and keep reiterating on that all the time it was really really impressive and it was good stuff hopefully it keeps going and um, there's still definitely some some stuff that needs looking at guild wars 2 wise we've talked about in the past but there is no mmo and there is no game without their faults or not faults but their things that they can uh, think about doing a little bit differently sometimes <laughs> to engage their players in a, in different ways which would uh, be advantageous um but to be honest uh this was a pretty good thing that happened we're going to move on shifty there over to uh, the mmorpg 2022 player choice awards um where guild wars 2 got a little bit of a, a little bit of a bumper up here so there's loads of stuff they do oh god uh, I would just scroll down on the page and then it's 2022's Player's Choice Biggest Disappointment Diablo Immortal Microtransaction. <laughs> yes, correct. Absolutely. Yeah. But just to, uh, oh God. Just to I don't know. I don't understand why people wouldn't, wouldn't want to spend £36,000 getting everything in the game. I mean, it's no. cheap at twice the price, right? I mean, come Again, on. Again, that's Blizzard. Oh. Sorry. I was just like, <laughs> that's another one of my issues. Um, but like there was some loads, loads of other stuff. Uh, that was just to give you an idea of the kind of stuff they they do. If you don't know what MMORPG.com is, they've been around since the dawn of time, um, covering MMORPGs. But they also started realizing that they had to cover other stuff. And uh, there's like survival MMO because of how I'm technically qualified as that. So they get they got an award. There was um, an ARPG of the Year award, went to like Lost Ark, even though it's kind of technically an MMORPG as well. Um, and Pay to Win, and Pay to Win, just putting <laughs> that out. <laughs> different things. Uh, and there's like MMO Mobile of the Year, was like Black De Desert, most improved MMO of the Year was like Black Desert as well, which is random. Um, I don't get that, but anyway. And then most anticipated was like Riot's upcoming MMO, which doesn't even have a name and is not Ashes of Creation. Um, actually kind of glad that something else got um, mentioned there. Then there was the 2022 Players' Choice Indie MMO of the Year, which was Temtem, which came back, which is basically Pokemon. <laughs> what is, well, but what is even happening with Temtem? I need to do I a whole know. deep dive on that because I played Temtem when it came out yes, and then I heard ago. about one update and then I have never heard a single thing about Temtem ever since. I've got it. What even? I, I, I liked well. it. So but like... I. Yeah, was like, <laughs> I, everyone was running around playing it and we were playing it and i was like i just i just can't stop and i didn't really need realize that it they'd been uh, updated at all so thank you for that mm. um rpg of the year got was elden ring i mean i think that was pretty damn good um i saw i saw a lot of very interesting debate not that we need to go deep into oh, yeah. it on this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. but i saw a lot of very interesting debate about what qualifies um, because in a few other awards that Elden Ring took this year, discussions about narrative RPG yes, as an award category just, and debates yeah. about where we draw those lines of what does or doesn't qualify as a narrative in our games. And while that doesn't necessarily apply True. directly to... Um, to things like MMOs, I do think that is a really interesting discussion in the realm of MMORPGs because how different MMOs deliver their narrative is as varied as any other game, right? And, you know, can you tell a narrative through purely through side quests, through items you've gathered? Can you tell a narrative purely through cinematic cutscenes? What qualifies 
a quality narrative and and you know an intriguing or immersive storytelling experience um i think is something that is definitely worth discussing especially with mmos but the elden ring sparked a lot of debate about that because of its unconventional storytelling yeah i like it i like it for example have you ever heard of a game called unpacked yes unpacked right so unpacked it's a it's a it's a it's a little indie game where you unpack a person's belongings into their room to yeah, their yeah, new house unpacking. they go to college mm-hmm. yes yeah, okay yeah, yeah. sorry and... i was like unpacked is this another one sorry. i'm playing that sorry now. sorry apologies it might, maybe it's um, unpacked now um and um <laughs> It, it tells a person's whole life story, the state of their relationship, everything, just by where you can oh, and yeah. can't place their clothes and how how their stuff is. And it's it's brilliant environmental it storytelling. Good. And I don't feel like that should that should necessarily be um, disadvantaged. I think it is it's one of the purest forms of storytelling because it requires no words. Mm. it's universal oh, yeah. right it was ridiculous it's a ridiculously good like for mental health like stuff as well like it was it was impactful like and you can pick up things that maybe other people don't pick up on because of just your own situation stuff and it's like yeah that game was the, the thing is with these kinds of awards is it is just the, it is kind of the big games as well <laughs> that people have like massively heard of and they've got a lot of sales and a lot of and because it's player choice as well then it's always going to be like there's always going to be that element as well, right? But you're right about the whole Tottenham like, storytelling because Elden Ring is more of that Dark Souls kind of really heavy, like, skill-based kind of difficulty level. Then with the story on the side, it is a really good story, but there's so many games which cross that the realms of so many different, ty- like, you know, different awards and categories, and you're like, MMORPG, ARPG slash... Uh, yeah, all the things. And it's like Lost Ark won, you know, what was it? Um, isometric. And it's like, that was the thing they won? Okay, cool. I mean, what was playoff of Path of Exile there? I'm pretty sure that was is pretty much probably the best one, but okay. Um, so yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we went over the studio update. Sorry. Um, we've kind of gone through. You can rewind though, and I'll put this, this will go out um, on all the places as well. I'm getting, getting, to the most important thing though and if anyone does want to keep talking about that we can do that as well um i'm loving this very general podcast about things about just gaming and i definitely need to do that in general on a weekly i can't there's only so much time in the day daniel <laughs> jesus christ um the most important one of course of course mmorpg 2022 players choice mmorpg of the year was Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons. Runner-up, Final Fantasy, Endwalker. Interesting. Mm. What do we think? Very. I, oh, it's so, this is, I actually loved this. (laughs) One, because, I mean, all these games get their chance to shine, right? Mm. Um, There are arguments anybody can make about why, for them personally, there might be a game that is their MMORPG of the year. Mm. But what I loved about this was the player's choice component. Because I do think that 14, you all know I play 14 all the time. I love 14. (laughs) But in many ways, I feel like Guild Wars 2 is a game that for many years has been um for those who play it and love it the player's choice every single pick because it is a game that has always been made for the players 
It is a game that has always been made, even in the parts of its time where maybe it struggled with communication or it struggled with advertising or it struggled with whatever. Mm -hmm. Guild Wars 2 has always been an MMO that to me feels the most... This is going to sound weird, not that we're kissing on Guild Wars 2, but like the most intimately connected to its players in that like 14... Yeah. yeah, but like 14 Absolutely. is made by Square Enix. It's a huge behemoth of a company. Mm -hmm. And while they do a lot to make it feel like, you know, we recognize Yoshi P, we love Yoshi P. We yeah. have great community teams. We have all these things. There has always kind of, I think, been that, that corporate that it's still there, you know, mm -hmm. like it's there and it's Square Enix and it's a big presence that in and of itself feels less for the players even though they care a lot about their player base and more so something that is this like unknowable entity whereas yeah. guild wars 2 to me has always very much felt from the devs who hang out in our chats to the opportunities exactly. to see into the studio hear from people talk to people to the just like very down to earth back and forth to the way the game has designed so many elements to serve the players and be a positive experience um and accessible to players in many ways even just from um gosh i mean like account wide conveniences to all sorts of other things to you know respecting your time your energy your money mm -hmm. all of those things i think to me do make this a game for the people by the people in a sense kind of you know that yeah. even we yeah. see community yeah. members like roy who literally just has been hired by ArenaNet to yeah. uh, josh who started out grouch who started out as a creator for mm -hmm. guild wars 2 who now is a huge hand in the studio <laughs> now it's the director <laughs> it's so true you're absolutely right he's yeah. the director like he he is yeah. like I, I mean, he's a young guy as well. Like, he's not <laughs> like, you know, see, he's, he's a young guy. Like, I'm older than Josh. And uh, I'm not giving away people's ages, but I'm older than him. And like, <laughs> but like, you know, that is huge. Like, he was doing a, he was literally a commentator. Like I was back in the day. Like, he, and he made this show with um, all the devs. And it, it was called, um, oh God, it was Say of the Game. And it was, it was just him talking to the devs. Like, a, like, once a week once every other week on stream and and yeah absolutely like yeah you're so right about that but i think what another thing you're which you're kind of mentioning as well is things like lgbtqia plus like you know themes in the game and like being very communicative about that and talking and being out loud and i'm proud about it on twitter and stuff you know talking about issues sometimes and you know talking about black lives matter and stuff like that stuff that square enix and you know because of that the region where the game is from as well there's there's a lot of still you know how do we talk about this um from them and and they, they're not able to i think the cultural whatever you want to say the reasons why um and they're starting to do better but you know they're not doing as well as arena <laughs> like i don't think anyone is doing as well as arena now and they're getting better i think hopefully and thankfully but like you know they're able to they're trying to recognize different people within the community that play their game. And I think that's such an important thing for what you're saying, like connectivity um, and even access th as well, honestly. I think the most impressive part is that they've done this from day one. Mm. Day one, yeah. from the original personal stories that you play through. Day one, they have represented all the people in their community and their stories. And, and World of Warcraft has now got one that I can think of off the top of my head. Front and centre gay couple. They're not a main character. They've got nothing to do with the story. They're a side quest NPC. Couple mm. of married guys. It's lovely. It's sweet. They have a lovely, sweet interaction. It's very nice. I like it. 
it's great. You do have gay players. Welcome to the world, you know. But <laughs> oh, um <yeah. laughs> shocking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um but yeah, they've been doing this since they launched. And I have so much respect for them for that. Because they've decided to put their, their morality before before profit, yeah. I think. And that is incredibly rare. Yeah. Yeah. True. Very true. But yeah, congrats to uh Guild Wars 2 on the awesomeness that is the award of I mean that's it's pretty good MMORPG has been around for a long time and that's a big deal a lot of people still do read sometimes I know that I don't much but like they do read websites still and, and in reviews and stuff especially people like me have always been around for like you know the MMORPG.com since they were a wee lad not not true because the internet wasn't very <laughs> popular when I was a wee lad but like you know as as things started to to go on in time but ever since I've started playing MMORPGs it feels like they've been around so it's actually a pretty big deal um in my opinion and it's voted by the people as well you know so i'd be interested to see how many people did vote about on that actually honestly and really you're a cheeky bugger uh, <laughs> i am older than most people it's true very true um yes other than that i think we're gonna go and play some winners day stuff unless anyone wanted to talk about anything else from the studio update or uh, there was also from the guild or sleeping image there was one thing, sure. which is that for those of you who don't know, so we're about to play Winter's Day and mm. there is a lot of fun stuff to do during the Winter's Day holiday here in Guild Wars 2. But uh, they did actually announce this year that they added in some more rewards. Yes. So that's the thing that um, they talked about here in one of the blog posts that mm. Ruby posted up. So they talked about the fact that um, the annual Winter's Day Tradition meta achievement has been updated with a new armor reward, the Winter's Day Snow Boots. Um, and you also can get last year's meta achievement reward, the Embellished Winter's Day Gift Bag, purchased from the Charity Corsair Festival Rewards Vendor. They also talked about a new Snowdrift weapon set that's available, um, and you can earn progress toward completing annual Winter's Day Tradition meta achievements to receive a weapon of your choice from that new set. Um, and then there's other tradable weapons and things that you can get in the actual Winter's Day gift. Uh, there are three new weapons that are available as well as rare drops from those Winter's Day gifts, and you can purchase them uh, from Sparkling Stone in Divinity's Reach 2. They added two new miniatures offered uh, by the Charity Corsair Festival Rewards Vendor, new winter-themed guild decorations, uh, and then they fixed a couple little bug things that kind of caused some problems in previous parts of this. Um, so I thought all of that was worth noting as well, whether you're a new player trying Winter's Day for the first time, or you're looking like, hey, is there any reason that I should do Winter's Day again this year? They did add new rewards to it, so there's new skins and new things for you to get. Ooh, yeah, those, okay. Those, uh, the couple of the new skins are specifically themed to Grinth and Duena. So if you're a fan of the old gods, there's a great sword for Grinth and a warhorn for Duena, which has a very kind of interesting Wait, um, animation. They? I'm in the game now, so you can see. Is there a vendor like that's around that you can Yeah, have a look um, at it is the code and vendor in Divinity's Reach. If you want oh, to go and have a look at it, awesome. We're gonna have a look at that personage, the code and. Did you say the code one? Code yeah. Oh, they're all humans wearing the same thing. <laughs> we could uh, give a bash to a couple of the event. Oh, actually, there's the uh, there's the present thing with the. Oh, it's just ended. Okay, the code in there. The answers lie hidden around. The answers lie hidden around. Oh. 
Oh, hello. What is that? That's epic. Again, not not that I enjoy these skins in terms of like use <laughs> like wearing them and using them in the game, but to collect. And that's just pretty cool. Like the soldier kind of I know that um might take a minute for you to see where I am on my on your screens, but uh, on Fornax, I've invited you to the party. Okay. You oh, must bugger. accept my invite okay, invitation. Yep, yep, yep. Um <laughs> Sorry. Yes, you're fine. That is pretty cool. The nose is specifically large on that one. Um Oh, and then they've got the kind of got these, I guess, Christmas tree kind of themed like bows and stuff, call of cheer. Oh, I like that actually. Oh yeah, these are very different. These are cool. The candy cane hammer. Oh no, that is new. Because there is a candy cane hammer, but it's not this one. It's got the little loop at the end. Oh. Oh, they're quite fun. Oh, yeah, the Dwayne one is well good. Mm. What? The Warhorn? It's, it's got a Ooh. snow globe element to it, doesn't it? But it's, yes. it's yeah, it's kind of like gothic-y classical. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there's cool. a little... There's the little people. Yeah, that is. There's a lot of detail on that, honestly. I think there's a mini corgi and a mini calico cat what? as well that are new. There's if you, a if mini you come corgi? over to me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <What? are. laughs> that I've targeted the NPC. Okay, if cool. you wanna, yeah, yeah. That Grimf gray sword is brilliant as well. Yeah, oh my god! Really Wait, good. what's the currency for this? Snow diamonds. How many do you need for that? Oh, okay. I should have been farming this event. I've only got one. Oh, God. I think they're about seven or eight gold each. So if you really wanted it, you could put your hand in your pocket. Do those just drop? Ooh. Did the snow diamonds drop out of the Winter's Day gifts? Are they... Actually, I'm not sure. I've had a couple of drops because I was doing um, some stuff with my guildies um, this on, on um, Saturday. Yeah. Um, but I think there's also a chance drop in 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 the in the uh gifts in the winter state presents look at the gotcha. detail on the corgi though look at the detail it, on all the things i think that i feel like they've really their game is being upped here with the tech maybe i don't know but that I mean, corgi is great it looks like it goes to the gym though doesn't it it looks like like swole but, <laughs> but corgis kind of look like that though like other than there's i think it's because there's a lot of separation in parts so it looks like it's more muscly than it should be um but like that kind of I think his legs are actually a bit too long for a corgi as well. It's a little bit... Proportions are a little bit weird. I you you should one. get that because you liked the queen, didn't you? So you could have your own corgi. Well, just I had saying. a corgi. I'm just saying. I had a corgi oh, with my ex-wife. Yeah, 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 we had one. He passed away oh. earlier this year. But, like, he's... He, he oh, was sorry. like, it's okay. He's, he was, you know, it's time. I'm poor, poor guy. But, like, you know, yeah, I have I do have some of the corgis, I think, somewhere. Let's let's compare. Let's compare the corgis. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I maybe I don't have one. Oh god, I've got the mini Rottweiler right now. <laughs> so like, it's definitely dog focused. Let's have a look at the cat. Oh, the cat looks good as well. Yeah, they're lovely. Mm. You have to love the rigging in this game. If it, some of the games don't do it quite so well, but the rigging in these games is exquisite, and it just gives creatures so much life. The way that they animate them, it's amazing. 
But there is the what's yeah. this winter festive winter hood? I've not seen that before. I think the sweater was from last year. I can't remember, but it looks like there's a few different rewards that I've not seen. Bear in mind, I don't take part in the events as much as I used to, but there is there does seem to be more rewards, which is good. Um, just yeah. stoked that they've added new things because I haven't done this this festival in a long time because it's just 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 there's nothing new for me to. Yeah, to farm absolutely. you know and i'm mm -hmm. i'm i'm a bit i'm a bit you know greedy i'm i'm like reward focused <laughs> shall we say i mean we're mmrpg players what do you want this is actually what we do like they've always, always had these weapons these weapons have been around for since the dawn of time you know the little slingshot and princess mm -hmm. wand and that kind of stuff but then you know, they they added like some other awards in some of the other festivals, and they kind of like yeah, they're okay. Like you know, um, festival of the four winds and whatnot. There was a kind of a few rewards there that were okay, but they were kind of just like they didn't look great. They were just felt kind of budgety. <laughs> like, you know, they were like some they were just kind of fancy-ish. Um, but these are actually some top tier kind of like ooh, okay. It's just how we how we get those. And if anyone in chat wants to. Um, Rudolph Mountskin. I mean, that would have been cool. If anyone yeah. to chat wants to tell us like about the diamonds, how how you do accumulate them, of course, this can be a little bit of a. Oh, here you go. So it's just like snow diamonds. You get them from snowflakes. Okay, so you can buy the snowflakes as well, and you can buy snow diamonds. I guess you. So they're actually selling um, gathering tools as well, called Frostbitten, which I think harvest um, snowflakes. Yeah. So I it's uh, yeah. There you go. I think I have those somewhere. Frostbitten. Aren't they the ones where you could get loads? There were loads of those, wasn't there? That you could get them just... You could just buy them for ages. Where is that? And uh, I need to go to my guild bank and... My guild bank? My actual bank and just double check. Because I think I've actually got some of those. Oh, and then what do you want to do? Do you want to do like the... We, should we do an instance? Or we need a couple more people from chat, I reckon, as well. Oh, if you're on NA service. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Got to tell well, the um, the 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 for uh, the the snowman um strike mission is up, isn't it? <gasps> oh yeah, Ooh. let's definitely do that. Any any light bringers in the chat want to join us for the? Uh, we can get an instance to go in as well for sure, easily. Um, what are they called? They called the. Oh, I wonder if I put them on another character. Frostburn, is it? I think I definitely have those. Yeah, I do. I have the old ones. <laughs> cool. And there you, you can go. get snow thingies from them. There we go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and yeah it does look like that. otherwise snowflakes and things you can get in those presents, which you can collect around the open world, or you can get from doing the activities and things. Um, and then you, if you open them up, you have a chance to get them as well. And then you can convert snowflakes um, into diamonds, or if you just get the diamond drops, you can also have those too. So nice. Yes, yeah, I had loads of them back in the day and I was going to get rid of them and then we were like, yeah, Jebron's not going to get rid of anything anyway, so I'm a champion. That's enough keeping things. Um, okay. Let's go. Let's get some people going for this raid then. It's not difficult, peeps. It's not going to be difficult today. And if you want to join the strike yourself, you can easily get in those LFGs as well. But if anyone in the chat wants to join us, we're going to be in the guild and the Lightbringers Guild in the game you can come and join us but like generally like wednesday how do you feel about the event previous years like Vaughn actually said some stuff about you know how 
it's not always had a massive amount of star what is this person wearing oh they are very famed um <laughs> so i'm gonna keep the camera on that but like well, how how we feel about this event in the past and how it's going now What's, what do you how do you feel about it I was gonna say I I think that I mean I'm, I'm I've been playing this game for a long time, mm -hmm. and it it's not that there's anything wrong with the the seasonal events. It's just you know been there done that. So yeah, I need yeah. an extra carrot to get me into this content. But once I'm in it, I'm happy. It's fun. It's beautifully done. It's always brilliant. There's always lovely things to do. So. I think it's great and I think it's especially great for for new players who have just arrived in the game to see this like fantastic transformation and all these weird and wonderful and completely unique jumping puzzles and and, and like player versus player environments to have a mess around in. I think it's great. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, it's it is one of those things where I think no matter what in any game, if it has a repeatable holiday festival, you will eventually repeat it to the point where you are done, you know, or yeah. you're just going, I don't really need to do that. Um, that's how pretty much every MMO handles it. I think the only exception I can think of is that Final Fantasy XIV does like unique quests for each holiday, but sometimes they introduce some new fun mini game that's really great. Sometimes they are completely unremarkable and it's this little tiny throwaway quest that you're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And the reward changes every year. So their incentive to do it is that, well, if you want that reward for free, you have to do the event each year um, because otherwise you'll have to pay for it on the cash shop. And it's usually very cheap on the cash shop the next year, but you will have no other way of getting it except for through the cash shop after that. So there's that. Then there's WoW, which just does the exact same events over and over and over and over. And I, yeah. when I when I played, I was like, this is I'm this is my first year doing it, and I'm bored. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's and smart. then you know. ESO usually, I think, has different seasonal rewards that are part of their bigger scheme for rewards you can earn that year. So a lot of times you get these tickets or you have other things that you then okay. use to upgrade items, yeah. which is cool because I do think it incentivizes you to look at the game more as a year-long you know, a year-long thing to earn bigger prizes that are seasonal just for that year, but can also be, like, really disheartening when you come into it halfway through the year and you're like, I've missed half the events. Can mm. I even upgrade my stuff? How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to get the tickets for this? I really want this, but I don't even yeah. know, unless I just do nothing except for this, can I even achieve it? Which is frustrating in its own right. So... Mm -hmm. When you look at like all of those different styles of events, I actually think Guild Wars 2 is the perfect happy medium of all of them. <laughs> you have a permanent event that has a ton of really fun stuff to do. Periodically, they add some new mini game, new thing like the strike mission, which came out not too, too, not too, too long ago. Mm -hmm. and was kind of like a precursor to what we would see as modern day strikes. Now, like you get new things, you get new rewards, but you also have these big long term achievements to work towards. But you're not missing out every year. You have the chance to be able to earn the things you want to earn and then earn even more things when they add stuff in or, you know, new rewards or prizes. So I actually love how Guild Wars 2 handles the events do i always feel the like driving need to do it and grind it no but i also think it's fun and i usually do something from the events at least once a year or group up with people or just for the season have fun you know awesome yeah yeah you're right you're right it's i think wednesday is actually the one event as well i there's a couple i really really do enjoy 
um and yeah this is this is one of them. i think the jump puzzle is uh we've got a few people in chat as well who are kind of plus up if you want to do slash join uh jebro.6370 in chat as well that's my account in game um then you can also do that um but yeah absolutely like th when they added the strike it was the first strike wasn't it like i think someone mentioned that as well it was the first actual strike they put in the game as well like a mini test and it, it's not massively difficult um as well which is a really really good way to get people involved so that coming back is great um mm. yeah it's been i i really like the pvp part of this as well is really fun because you all get kind of you get different roles that you can play and different abilities we'll jump into that as well um but yeah the jump puzzle definitely jumping into that i wish we i wish i can share or uh, i hope maybe that rook did that earlier and did fantastically well obviously um yeah you did or, or didn't, didn't give i it mean i or... have I have in previous years uh completed all the difficulties <laughs> of the winter stage jump puzzle i have done ah. it i have not done it yet this year but actually what's so funny is that i just today got my five year birthday gift Oh no! Nice. Uh, my original character, yeah. So I started it Winter's Day, and I think I actually tried the jump puzzle that first year, which was a huge mistake. But I made it through, kind <laughs> of maybe. I think I didn't. Wow. I think I did not complete it the first year. You started during Christmas as well. That was that was yeah. wild, actually. That would have been good because it would have been a lot of people running around the uh, running around and playing as well. So that's good. I'm glad you did five years. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I have a tradition over Christmas. I will pick a game and I will play it, and and that's how I started playing Final Fantasy again after um, the Realm Reborn. I just ignored everyone at Christmas and played Final Fantasy basically the whole scenario. Wow, <laughs> amazing! Oh my I god, I am an ass. I am a complete I mean, ass. Yeah, some, for a lot of people, that's definitely more. That's definitely a better choice. Uh, to be honest, um, a lot of people at Christmas definitely aren't having the best time so if you're forced into feel like you're forced into family situations that aren't great i have a massive amount of uh, empathy for that um and sympathy as well honestly. on the server can save a lot of arguments i can tell you that much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just eject yourself out of some of those discussions maybe that uh <laughs> might be occurring um but yeah let's go and uh, have a look at the dolly act that's kind of running around because look this is a mini event which i just missed i don't know if that's just started actually that like it just popped up I think they've actually changed the oh weird okay anyone else in the chat want to join us slash squad join jebro.6370 i'm gonna put this into lfg as well i believe they've got some free gifts on the um uh da -da -da, the thingy the trading post as well oh this path is different they've changed the path it used to end there because you get loads of presents by just following the doliac and they've actually changed the path it goes up and into Tiffany's reach now oh. I will say that something that the um World of Warcraft actually does that I think is quite um good to yes. do with its festivals it, oh. it, it has an overarching um all seasonal event whereby you get a, a specific mount and a title for doing all for getting all the achievements in and I so I think that that's oh. not, that's something that keeps people coming back year after year so i think that's quite good personally yeah, like that. that's good yeah that's good there's definitely things that i think uh, a lot of games you just you do sometimes really want them to combine all these things into one like glorious event where you're just like yeah this would be cool if i could uh i don't know 
have this thing from this game and this thing from that game and just start playing one game because of dungeons and stuff like i play um what game do i play for dungeon i actually don't think i play any game for dungeons there's more eso i think back in the day we played veteran dungeons which are pretty challenging sometimes depending on which one you go for um, my god if you want a game for dungeons play final fantasy yeah, yeah. i did that's true i was playing it for a bit for those as well i think the um Getting through the story for me is the most difficult part of Final Fantasy XIV because it's a lot of reading. And I'm like, I did, when I went to school, I, I'm not the biggest reader anyway. So when I went to school, it was like real challenge to read um, a lot of things all the time. And uh, it was a hell of a lot of reading, one that I've ever done in my life. And then I was like, Final Fantasy XIV at the same time? That's a lot of reading, Jebro. So I'm like, um, yeah. Play with me. Yeah. Play with me, Jebro. I love taking players through the game. I love it. I'm very. Oh, well, oh, well. I. I'll even. I'll voice act with you. I'll. We'll keep it yeah. interesting in whatever way we can. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm fucking taking you up on that. We'll get. We'll get. We'll get. The, <laughs> we'll just try and get maybe. Uh, we'll get you. We'll get the Final Fantasy 14 casting. I'm sure they'll pop around along as well. Uh, yeah, actually, I would. I would actually enjoy that. That would be good because it's. I love the cutscenes and the story is good. Um, mm. Also, yeah, I just have a pro I've always had a problem with reading. I think, you know, there's some undiagnosed uh, dyslexia, unfortunately, in, in, lot, in a lot of my family. A lot of people have dyslexia. I'm just, like, undiagnosed, probably. I know we've uh, talked about this before, maybe, but, like, it's something I should probably get done. Yeah. Um, As a dyslexic yeah. person, I totally agree. It is one. Of, it is right. It is a barrier to enjoyment. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, rough. that's literally why I started even taking people through like i've been playing through with um paul scott Kahneman and katakemi um mm -hmm. both of who have well paul's done like official art for guild wars 2 but katakemi is an anet creative partner and mm. um she also has dyslexia and she was like i literally cannot even like it literally it, my my head hurts i am yeah, exhausted just trying to read through all the text mm -hmm. so we were like let's just yolo let's all play it together and like we can do dumb oh, nice. character voices and so yeah i would say like if that's a big barrier just hit me up anytime but that also goes for anybody else that has trouble in like 14. guild wars 2 is so great in those regards because yeah. it is all voiced it for the most part there's like very few that lines that aren't and it's all immersive and it's active and it's on the fly 14 can be really arduous with that and also because there are no other customizable text display options for like mm. how it looks what size it is where it is what color yeah. like you can change some of the interfacing background color stuff but i've heard that's really been a problem for a lot of people that have tried to get into it so you're not alone Okay. Yeah, accessibility in games is is something that that is is still kind of burgeoning. It's a burgeoning area where people realize that they do have neuroatypical people playing their games and there's quite a lot of us. And uh, they they need to try and make some accommodations, but I mean, for example, you wouldn't have seen anything to do with colorblindness in previous yeah, you know, like 5 true. or 6 years ago and it's coming now. So that's it's it's going in the right direction. It just takes time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, accessibility is is a huge thing. Like the reading, and I understand why it's like that in Final Fantasy IV. And they want to put so much story in. They're having so much VOs, like you know, very costly. And at the same time, I'm like, it's Square Enix, so you know, you must have the money. <laughs> What's that about? Um, but it was the same with New World as well. Like they didn't void VO like everything in the game, and it's like, well, it's actually a time sink. It's huge time sink as well. So it's, I, I guess, I get it. But 
Um, when it, whenever anyone asks me about um, 14, I'll say that it is the best story I have ever experienced. The, the, the most, like, proper, dense, emo, emo, emotional story that I've ever experienced. But it isn't the best delivery. Mm. What, in 14? Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair it's enough. the best story. It's just, it's just it's lacking on the delivery, oh. and it's it's kind of and and they don't even and it's right from the start, and they 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 I think it disadvantages them, and I think it it I think they would be even more popular if they actually just for example voiced everything in the main scenario, even if they left the side quests, if if they just voiced everything in the main scenario, I think that they would have masses more people playing. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, there's also been a big, a big um, discussion about an unvoiced protagonist, um, which, when you compare that to something like Guild Wars Two, where right from the get-go they went, we are going to voice all the protagonists, <laughs> you know, all the voice types, masculine, feminine. We're going to have different, unique voices for every single one of the the characters i think that might also be some a part of the reason why we haven't seen them add new races in oftentimes it's brought up about the like diverging backstories and how like the the personal story they can't you know you can't even switch races in the game because it's more limiting and confining all this kind of stuff but i i don't think as much that it's discussed about the fact that if they were to bring a new race into the game we'd have to hire all new voice actors for Mm. it and then voice every single thing for them moving forward so it is really unique in Guild Wars 2 that we have that. Um, and I, I actually love, I loved your assessment on that, Fordax, because I think that um, Final Fantasy XIV's story is one of my all-time favorites. It is so wonderful. But I agree with you in that, especially it's interesting to compare XIV's delivery methods of narrative versus Guild Wars 2's, which is all about action immersion storytelling versus 14s which is much more verbose much more narratively dense much more text based much more there are cutscenes and they've improved more and more and more over time um and how they deliver that and they've put in things like those more action immersive sequences that have gotten more and more elaborate which it's so good and they need to keep doing that but you're right i think it is actually really off-putting to a lot of people no matter what about a lot of the dense dialogue as well as the fact that you're st- you you as a protagonist whether or not you care about voicing the fact that there is like canonically no voice for your character does lead to a lot of moments where you don't even get to like really say something of note and a lot of times npcs are the ones making the grand speeches um as opposed to you the hero <laughs> Like, because yeah. you just literally in cutscenes are like, anytime anybody says anything. And then you do have dialogue lines you can pick, but again, they're not nearly as robust. Yeah. I don't know. I, I find that that, that 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 was kind of incredibly jarring, the fact that you are just silent. But if you look to um, Guild Wars, Guild Wars has a silent protagonist, but because there are generic voice lines that the character says... If you type forward slash silly, for example, you'll tell various different jokes and there are pickup lines that you can flirt with people Mm. in that. People feel like they have a voice, despite the fact that when you're playing through the narrative, you don't say anything and people don't notice it as much, which is kind of impressive, to be honest, Mm. that they've they've kind of under the table that. (laughs) Yeah, I personally have never cared about a voice acted protagonist. The only thing that I care about is whether or not I am given 
a robust amount of dialogue lines to pick from. Mm. So it's it's funny to me because I think I grew up playing a lot of games where like nobody was voiced and it was all text. And mm. I'm lucky to be able to process that and not have a problem with it. But I've always loved having a lot of dialogue options. And in the moments when I might make a grand speech, right? Like I genuinely don't care if I click on something and then whatever dialogue comes out. In some regards, I almost like it better when it is exactly word for word what I see on the screen, as opposed to like, you know, give a rousing speech and then you click it and then you have no idea what your character is about to say, yeah. you know? <laughs> for me, I've always liked having like really old school games where you've got like 10 dialogue options and they couldn't afford to voice everything, but you got way more customization of mm -hmm. character choice and variance. And, you know, do you persuade, do you not? And I think we're starting to see um, Larian Studios carry on a sense of that succession of tradition with um, Divinity Originals in 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 that are coming out. Oh, Baldur's but, Gate 3 is amazing. amazing. I know, but like mm, with so some of the voice element, which is really exciting to see too. So... I like the voice, but unvoiced, I don't care. It doesn't matter too much to me, but um, it is something where I want to feel like if my character is speaking, the words they say have relevance and or are what I would want to evoke. Um, and I feel like sometimes 14 falls short of that because they just like give all your moments to other people sometimes. Not always. You still get a lot of really good moments, but it feels like it's a weird middle ground. Like you are unvoiced, but also, you have dialogue options, but also oftentimes in key moments, they just kind of like, everybody's like, ha ha ha, you're the strong silent type. And then they just like skip over you. And it's like, but please, I, please let me say something cool. <laughs> okay, we're going to we're going to play through this and give our little kind of impressions of the, uh, the strike as we're all kind of in here and ready to go. And we can continue the conversation as uh, Afterwards, is that right? If we kind of react to this and talk about maybe the, oh, the strike let's level, do it. okay, sound good. Okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I the Final Fantasy conversation, great, love it. I'm enjoying it as well. Sorry, oh, um, sorry. it's okay. We were on like a Final Fantasy 14 thing for a while, but it's okay. We do that, we're allowed to we enjoy the things. We're talking about the games we love <laughs> and like and all things and stuff. One thing about the strikes is there is no uh trash in between. This is the only one where there is, I think, right? I'm pretty sure. It's almost kind of like a little mini hybrid between a raid yeah. and a strike. And this was, like we were talking about, I think the first precursor that we really got to what would be the strike formula, like a little bit of an experiment, um, in that we have like a little bit of trash, we have a little bit of an area map here with this little oh, like pathway and stuff. But then we actually have what is like the strike boss fight that happens at the end of this bit, so. That's right, someone did say Cold War, which I always forget is feels like, doesn't feel like a strike, I think sometimes, because so many people can just go into it in the public way, I guess, sometimes. And I'm like, mm. oh yeah, it doesn't actually feel like a strike sometimes because it's just so mm. eventy. But yeah, 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 you're right, Rick. Oh yeah. Do you guys yeah. remember the mechanics for this? Yeah. Yeah, okay. just about, just about. It's not, it's so. not that challenging, honestly. It, it feels like you can just muddle through. I've not messed around with the groups or anything because I don't think we need to. Uh, and if we do, we can, we can look at it. But we, we did this last year as a guild, and it was as well. I remember doing it. And it just it's super wanted. simple, but there's like a protector that you, um, that you need to kill when they, when it spawns on the main boss, mm -hmm. and someone will be marked um, over their head for a snowball to follow them which can mess up the the group if it's not kited away 
and then at the second phase you get marked with a, a, a purple star and it's a big kind of laser running around and it's chasing you specifically so you just have to keep keep moving and uh okay yeah we'll do that's, that. That, that's that's the all oh, that's the entirety of the difficulty of it i think that's it yeah and everyone thank you as well for uh the raid as well peeps coming in welcome welcome peeps hello hello we are it's the Lightbringers podcast you've never been here before and you've come in and we do this uh Pretty much most weeks, uh, we have a bunch of awesome people. Rookery and uh, Crichton Herald, or Fornax, is here today with us, talking about the things. So make sure you go and check, uh, follow to them as well. They will talk in the chat, and you should just go to their channel and follow them right now. Um, <laughs> just do it. Peace. Appreciate that. Um, and we talk about Guild Wars 2. Uh, today we've talked about the studio update. Today we've also talked about... Um, the MMORPG Player Choice Award from for Guild Wars 2, which was given Best MMORPG, like Most Improved and all the things, which is great. And now we're checking out some Winter's Day, and uh, we talked about some of the rewards, and we're just checking out the strike. So this strike is available in Divinity's Reach. There wasn't any LFGs up when I saw or when I went to put one up, but if you put an LFG up, you could pretty much be a new player 80 and come into this with a bunch of other players and you could probably get this done if you're worried about getting it done. I think the access to this is pretty... As long as you you know how to use the LFG, you're probably fine, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh... it, it's fairly noddy, yeah. Fine. You know, it did just dawn on me that this is actually kind of similar to... um. Oh, the the ice construct strike that has mm -hmm. the like jump puzzle. It has that like um, corridor with the rolling giant like ice ball snowball, yeah, and yeah, then it yeah. has that jump puzzle. So there there is at least one strike that I can think of that has a little bit of a like lead up kind of thing to it. But most of the others have kind of moved towards that one arena sort of thing one arena one boss kind of thing well unless it's a boss that has like multiple you know what i mean but it's yeah, like one yeah, boss yeah. fight kind of thing yeah that's um true. i am curious for next and jeb would you want to see them add in like a unique strike for each holiday similar yeah. to this one yes i think yes. that would be yeah. cool yeah i think just a funny fun little thing where you can get a reward every day would be decent like i mean that's a lot of strikes <laughs> that is a lot they've got like the what the, um they've got chinese new year coming up soon as well i'm not mm -hmm. soon but like you know that i think that's the next actually i can't remember if that is the next one. Oh god i just fell in um but yeah i don't yeah i think that would be cool it'd be interesting whether or not they could do it maybe every other event or something there might be a lot to do but if they were like serious like strikes with like actual difficulty and stuff as well like with a cm that would be cool if they if they <laughs> wanted to do that in future but i think they want to maybe do it around the story content right but like i think this does add this is very unique in that there you go well done whoever remembered the uh <laughs> who got it who's like very mechanically minded so that was very good um and dude yeah so like you'll get what do you get but do you get it above your head or something it tells you a giant snowball oh, is chasing. Yeah, look, it's above yeah. mine. There you yeah. go. Fornax you got to just get out of the group so you don't uh, 
<laughs> the, the snowball just goes right through in the middle of the raid. Oh shit! No, that was funny. It was just funny. It was just the way out. You're welcome, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for an axe. Oh, Appreciate shit. it. <laughs> it's it's gonna be fun. And now it's someone else. We're still alive. Else. I think. Uh, yeah, there you go. Good job. Yeah, like I said, like I don't think even that's not. It's not meant to be like this difficult thing, right? Um, and with the power creep and damage, like this is just okay. Quark, honestly, so like you'll easily be able to get this done, peeps. Um, if you're newer players, like 80, I don't even. Well, I wonder if it heart's gonna pop out, up. and we have to throw snowballs at it. Oh right, yeah, that Ooh. isn't it. That's right. Yeah, okay, okay. That's it. I remember this. Honestly, you have to kill snowman to pick up the. Right. Oh, we have to throw a snowball at the frozen heart. Yeah, so okay. you have to kill the, snow the snowman outside, and then you pick up the and you kill the heart. And... Excellent. I'm glad we're um, throwing hearts, at, throwing ooh. snowballs at people's hearts and stuff. Honestly, so I was I gonna like say if um if they don't end up like retroactively going through various other story beats and adding in some kind of strike mission version of them right so yeah. i think Kroof at one point had suggested well what if they did they like did a strike mission version of something like the pivotal fights you know when you um when you have your big pivotal moments or they reworked something into like a strike mission format for zaitan's fight or things oh, yeah. like that where you could have a more interesting version of it that would also like introduce strike missions as a fundamental cornerstone of pve content earlier on for players and now obviously we do have that because living world season one culminates in that really excellent strike mission um but i actually feel like if they did put something like little strike missions in for the holidays that would also be another way that new players would immediately be guided to them mm. and immediately experience something like this because as we go through this i'm thinking oh what a great little way to introduce some little mechanics like telling you that somebody has been targeted for something which you see in raids which you see in or like you know to have this death wall that goes around but that is you know slower and more visually distinctive than sabbath's like flamethrower or these kinds of things where I think, again, it's teaching good kind of fundamental basics. And I bet a lot of new players do end up trying some of these things. So it'd be a way to not have to like redesign story stuff, but I think still implement more of these. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we had that conversation, didn't we? I think we all kind of suggested it in one way, shape or form. It's definitely absolutely agree. I would like to uh, like to see that for sure. I think I wonder if they'll go back first or if they'll go in future stuff rather than the past events if they're bring, bringing out like new story content and stuff i'm wondering about that actually it's one way of like restoring we kind of get into the review of guild wars 2 maybe a little bit but that's okay um and uh like i don't know it would be good to get a mix of like new content boss strikes but also old stuff like you say like you know maybe rejigging the original story fight and changing it into a strike <laughs> so you, there's a connection to that and people don't have a bit of a better memory of that stuff that wouldn't be cool um i'd be up for that for sure i like that idea yeah absolutely this is still fun honestly like doing it this is. once a year it's just funny just like he's not actually bad it's just like he's been i can't remember what the story is for this <laughs> we've got five minutes remaining so we might get wiped in a second just say wait what oh. there's a timer on it there we is a pretty this. harsh timer on it if i remember there you go that's fine he's eight uh -huh. 
we need to really worry about it and think about it we'll, we'll pull out some we'll actually get bring a proper build <laughs> uh i think we're on track anyway yeah, here we go. yeah here's the final phase oh this part's spicy oh this is good this is good i like it and you've got the icy floor my gosh yeah man Hooray. what the flip so rude it got a little spicier than uh i mean it does definitely does have some little mechanics to learn in sure. this one for sure oh protectors up fudge 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 i'm trying i'm trying we got it we got it Whoa, oh, shirt balls. Shirt ball. we're okay we can you this. dodge roll through this wall is it as punishing as flamethrower uh, no, actually not. Remember. you can, you can okay. walk for it i was literally standing okay. in it for a second yeah do you say damage okay. but it's okay <laughs> It's not as uh, mm. unforgiving, thankfully. Yeah, don't stand on the cracks, though. <laughs> or you fall and break your back. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, oh, shirtball. Oh, fudge. <laughs> you get so emotional in these games. I love Thornax's <laughs> shirtballs, fudge, shirtballs, fudge. You're trying not to swear, and it's like, you swear anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, we, oh, no, we're going down. We're going down. Uh-oh. Oh, no. That's like... What do we have to do now? Oh no, wait, I think we're done. Are we, Are we done? Yeah. I'm dead. Resin. There's the, the heart's up, right? The heart's up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to throw snowballs at the heart. Balls at the heart, people. Balls at the heart. <laughs> Balls straight to the heart. <laughs> yes. Oh damn. To... Hey! Woo! Good job, everyone. <laughs> and then he apologizes. Sorry for being such a jerk. <laughs> My bad. I love it. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh no, it's throwing snowballs at people. Oh, okay, fine. Get, make sure you get it's, your loot peeps as well. It's just an ice elemental with a snowman's head. <laughs> I think there is an achievement for throwing snowballs at other players in the arena afterwards. I don't remember what it is exactly, but I think there is one, if I'm remembering. Oh, wow. If you throw one at him, he throws it back. I didn't realize that. What, in here? I think so. I don't remember how many you have to do, but maybe chat can confirm or deny. I know there's I a there daily for one. one outside of here. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, maybe sorry. I'm wrong. I don't know. There's definitely, you have to throw them at people for sure in the dailies. I'm not sure about him. I think someone's going to tell us in chat. Watch. <laughs> I, think, I think this and the strike missions when you talk about the the kind of revamping and overhauling of the studio and you were talking about how ESO focuses was focusing on one type of player group i think that these kind of strike missions represent the the, the shift of focus for arena net to to kind of privilege um less organized group play mm. or less intensively mm. organized group play um, which I think is something that a lot of MMOs are, are doing. They're shifting so that people can not have to have that, like, 30-man guild that's that's mm -hmm. available every Saturday oh, yeah, to absolutely. do this, that, and the other. And yeah, I, I think it's a it's a real shift in the in the ethos. And I think it's I think it privileges casual, dirty casual players like me. Um, but in a positive way, honestly, right? Because. Hmm. We all want to have something to do in this game, right? 
we all want to be able to run stuff. You mentioned 14's dungeons earlier, Fornax, yeah. and one of the things that I do think is great about them is that, Jeb, I actually like ESO's dungeons a ton because they have yeah. those different iterations of difficulty and the mechanics and things can significantly change and there's interesting stories and little bosses and you know there's even like narrative that goes on during them which can sometimes be annoying if it's your first time you're trying to run with randos but can also be really fun if you just go in with like a friend because most of the normal modes you really don't need to have a full group and you can still get through a lot of things right um i think that's one area that in guild wars 2 we did see lacking a little bit because there are metas which are very accessible to players. There are low-level fractals, which are smaller-scale PvE content. But for a while, that gap of, like, before strikes or, you know, right around the time that strikes were just initially starting, there was this gap of, okay, well, if I am a more casual player and I don't want or, or don't have 10 people to go in to do a raid, and granted, there are some boss fights you can do with less than 10, you know, mm. right? It's, it's, but it depends on the skill level of the players, the gear of the players, all kinds of different things. Um, and most people aren't just going to be like, hey, well, me and my two friends want to go in and try something, right? So one area that I think has kind of been a gap for Guild Wars 2 has been that more relaxed, sometimes narratively rewarding, sometimes just general gear rewarding, um, kind of instanced group PvE content. And so to see them experimenting with things like this little mini snowman strike, which they kind of put in there and dabbled with, even into what we would later get with like the normal strikes, that has given players something to run that at the very least, while maybe they can't just take like one friend in, mm. um, it is more of a like generalized, oh, hey, well, I can still do strikes or I can do the ones from the Icebird Saga or I can go in and do this and still get rewards and things. Um, and it gives you at least something else to do. And I think that's still one area that they can keep expanding on because fractals are great. But again, I don't really think they take the place of instance dungeon content that we see in so many other MMOs. They don't come out frequently enough. They aren't mm. really connected to the direct story. No. Um, yeah, they do. That's something yeah. that I wanted to talk about for sure. Like in the future, it was very, it does feel very disconnected and very like, you know, it's it's cool, but you would like to see it kind of be like more a bit more like strikes like to do with the story and still think yeah fractals are an interesting one always been an interesting one where i'm like i don't engage with them as much as i do in other games with their dungeons and i don't know why i'm also why am i dying here i'm in the jump puzzle i'm giving you a bash it's gonna be <laughs> fine I'll do it first time um we could try the pvp one also we could try the fire a five player instance as well i don't want to keep these peeps really really long today it is sunday um but why am i dying like why why am i currently dying please don't hurt me welcome to the jump puzzle i mean i'm not i'm just standing here <laughs> all right there we go okay cool let's go Whee. thank god i'm not on my norn uh, i was annoying jump puzzles all day oh i accidentally popped into the pvp hold on oh, <laughs> get out of here we could do that as well. Could destroy this. This is—is is anyone uh, in the chat and also in the uh, when you're watching this? How do you feel about jump puzzle events in Guild Wars 2? Should we have a jump puzzle for every single? One? <laughs> We've got it for Clockwork Tower. We got it for this. Uh, I kind of really like doing these actually. It doesn't help my blinking though, unfortunately, because I'm like really focused <laughs> and I'm just like 
the last Jeremy. time that I did that jumping puzzle was when I was getting my um, Winter's Presence shoulders, and I haven't done it since. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't done the the the, um, the crucible, you know, the, the like the Chalice of Tears. Yeah. I hadn't done that <laughs> oh, until gosh. this year when I told my guildies that I hadn't done it, and they held my hand and Mesmerpaw took me to the top. <laughs> I did yeah, that. I, I did that. I did it once, like legitimately. No, no. Uh, I did it once legitimately, and then um, there was on stream someone was like porting people. It was for the Orin Legendary, I think. Mm. Was it for Orin Legend or for the mm. one of them? I can't remember which one it was for, but like you had to get something, and it was. I was like, "Yep, get." <laughs> I'm not doing that. I am not doing that again. No. Oh, thank you, Sunny Jim. I would like to not live that life. <laughs> I mean, it's right crazy. Now. It's incredibly it's crazy. Oh yeah, it's a good. It's a good puzzle. I don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I mean, it's it is a long-term aspirational jump puzzle, right? A I, aspirational jump puzzle. It I was like one of the... I like how you span that. That was very good. I did that first it's... time. Oh my god, that was good. Sorry. It's uh, it is definitely something that is like, yeah, not made to be the most accessible. I'm just wandering around and I find this and I just like one shot yeah. it and it's so easy kind of jump puzzle. Like it's not that, but I finally got through and did it. Nice. Um, it took a long time. And yes, we did set some rules when I was like, there's no way that we can genuinely be like absolutely no mesmer portals absolutely no anything because it's so long and it's so tough so i was like we will reach every checkpoint like of our own volition but once we're there i let people like teleport me back to where we had been if i fell off or died or wherever right. um so i think that made it more bearable and of course there's things like the rewind machines and stuff like that right but um jump puzzles in guild wars 2 are so fun i think the winter's day one has its own unique charm too because you have the like crumbling snowflakes and the persistent snow damage and the all that kind of stuff that i think uh still makes it really memorable like mad kings even if it's uh slightly different a different beast oh for sure yeah i i got broken by coddler's cove so i am um, I, I i i don't have the emotional rigidity to, to is that wait is that the one the kind of like the goonies style one it's so it's 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 in a it's in oh. a underground under underwater um cavern and there are little quaggans that sing while you're yeah. doing the jumping puzzle oh. and if you fall off and die they res you and I was Wait, broken really? by that. With a big yeah. fish, Must you're gonna done. get your wish. Oh. Ooh, little barracuda. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, I, that, I love so. the songs. I, just, I need I that in my life to get me to sleep. That's <laughs> great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I need to. I can't I was remember. I there that for one. like four hours and I just <sighs> couldn't get the distance. And then some mesmer just like flew past me at like 90 miles an hour yeah. and took pity on me and gave me a portal. Oh. And I think I gave her like 10 gold. I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh my god. You know, they could at some point add in another pathway for the Winter's Day JP or things like that. Um, I mean, they have added, they've added in a lot of different things uh, over the years to this event, so I don't Honestly, necessarily think they need to, but... I don't think that they should hobble this fantastic game type because I am just deeply incompetent at it. <laughs> I just have to accept that I need, I need a, I need a carry, and I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm okay. Well, it it's a feature. Me. 
It it's is. a feature of the game. Mesmer yeah. portals, all those kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about accessibility. Like, there are ways to be able to do this or, like, even work with a friend who's way better at it than you are or, like, and I, I think that's great. I think that's brilliant. There's no shame one in of, that. One of those friends is in the chat. She's called Dee, and she has portaled me to numerous locations. So, yeah, I mean... Now, this cracks me up because I know D, and I know that D is notoriously also as bad at jump puzzles as you and I are. So. <laughs> yeah, but she has a steely determination. She does. She has a steely determination. Heart, heart of iron in that chest. Of her. That is yeah. the thing. Even She's if amazing. you're failing, you need like consistency to get to improve on those things. So if you've yeah. got the, if you're very, very stubborn as well, that works. Yeah. <laughs> that works. That works the same as well. I, I just bloody, came out the jump. Bloody-minded determination. Yes, absolutely. That, I mean, that works. I mean, I'm I'm good with that. I'm good. With, I'm going to jump into the PvP things. Was it snowball mayhem? There you go. Have I was going to say what one. one game loop that the game doesn't have on. I, talk, I think I talked about it the last time we were on. Yeah. Um, is that that solo loop for like older content by the mm -hmm. very nature of the game? And I don't think that this. As a, as a player who often does solo content, like the Dragon Response missions, mm. I feel like that that particular solo experience is not valued, at least in terms of rewards, whereas group content for like Dragon Response missions is. There's literally, you can spend an hour getting down a boss solo because it's so difficult because you're having problems breaking the break bar and the NPCs have the, the intelligence of a, of a dried noodle. And then uh -huh. you get, at the end of the mission, you get Bupkiss. Yeah. Mm. And I think that I would very much like them to uh, not not advantage it to the point where it can be run to exploit the, the, the system. Yeah. But if it had some sort of token system so that doing this would reward you could you could exchange tokens for a skin at least mm. associated with the, the story point. That would be nice. Some sort of reward for solo play mm. in more challenging situations would be lovely. Because I know a load of people who exclusively play the story on their own and there and I think, for example, Heart of Thorns was brilliant for that. There was loads of solo rewards, loads of achievement rewards that you could get as a solo player playing through that content and playing through the story. And I would like to see a bit of a return to that. For the, for So that's how I would like them to address the kind of mm. lack of rewards and, and lack of loop for solo players. That's mm. true. Yeah, need to, they definitely, definitely needs to be some... Uh... Oh, good lord. What the hell? That's a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just doing some ridiculous no, things on my reindeer um, thingy that I have, apparently. I don't know what's happening here. Now, I think maybe, maybe thinking about ways in which we could see some improvements about various aspects of the game, right? Mm -hmm. As I wander around here in this plaza, one thing that I will say about a lot of these event hubs is that over the years, as they've added a lot of other things, I find that... Some people are better about this than I am, and I realize that. But for me, once the event is done, my whole brain is wiped clean. And when I come back to it the next year, no matter how many times I have gone through the portal to the jump puzzle or mm. the portal to the PvP or the portal to whatever, I almost always still go in the wrong ones. I get confused. Oh, yeah. I get turned around. So I think that one thing that they <laughs> could do here to kind of improve the experience at least of the festivals and especially for mm. new players 
would be to do something like a bit of a visual overhaul on some of those different activities and events or on the borders that even surround the portals or just a way that like even when you come in maybe this does happen i don't remember but like when you come in for the first time there's an option to talk to somebody that gives you a tour of the plaza like mm. this is where the jump puzzle is that's where this is what's the goal of the festival earn rewards for blah 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 check out achievements for winter's day under this and you can like immediately go look at the achievements right or see what you might want to work towards and it would show off some of those little rewards that you could get or like the beautiful um winter uh, uh infusion kind of thing that you can get or stuff like that i think just to give players a little more bearing because i do feel like when you come in here i've done this for years now and i still look at it and i'm like oh yeah I've, who yeah. who, I've who are each years. of these vendors and <laughs> I, like i have no idea still i'm like I'm, i literally had to look at every single icon yeah. and mouse over it yeah. So I think they could maybe clean up some of that. I mean, I know mm -hmm. that was kind of a jump from discussion about like solo play experience in general, but I think it kind of all dovetails into some of the things that are like larger kind of conversations in the game about the fact that like you don't always know what's totally accessible to you or like yeah. how you can how you can engage with it and or like what this all means and i think when i first started playing i i didn't even engage with trying to get a lot of the rewards because i looked at all these vendors and i was like i need five thousand of what to get what to transfer to mm -hmm. who to do what for this what are the well uh like how do i even earn those maybe this is just something i don't understand but one day i will you know like so yeah. I think that could be explained so better. Like, and you, you, you have to go. It's one of those things where you're like, I have to. Thank God, someone's made a video about this kind of thing. <laughs> when it's like the and and ESO is like really bad. There's a lot worse for that actually than than even Guild Wars Two is. But like, I mean, that's kind of a consistent thing with a lot of games. They forget that you know people haven't the new players and stuff like haven't done this year after year after year. And even like us, like you know, vets now the game have set are like. Yeah, I'm still confused at times, honestly, when that when that happens. I think we represent, like, the more general kind of chill gamer who doesn't, like, play Guild Wars 2 every day for, like, hours upon hours. And, and Well, you know, not all the time. Um, but, like, you know, sometimes we, we forget things, um, especially as we get older. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. I, I, absolutely. Just, right, so I, all I see is a sea of, of lollipops. There's no differentiation. Are you talking about life or are you talking about Guild Wars 2? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> wow. what yeah. is that that you're that you're enjoying on a daily basis there is it christmas yeah, I christmas wish. joy no. <laughs> i have had some cbd oil today but no oh, unfortunately yeah. not yeah. free um but i see the sea of, of lollipops but there's no differentiation between the person who's going to take you to the jumping puzzle the person who's going to take you to the pvp area yeah. or the vendors who give you things and i think that even that level just adding an additional marker because it's great i know that all these people are winter's day people that i can interact with but there are orphans who want gifts which is a quest thing and there are mm. vendors who i can exchange things with and there are there's a there's a, a place where i can play musical instruments as a game so there's no differentiation and unless you you kind of and, and it, it's a it's a lot it's very overwhelming for a new player who who doesn't understand all these systems mm -hmm. and just just it's like well jesus christ there was 27 people that i should talk to which one first you know and i totally agree with rook it, it, it it's wonderful it, it's a, a great event but i think that they could they could 
they could bear grabbing a person who's never jumped into Guild Wars 2, never played any of it, and throwing them in and seeing what they butt up against, right? Mm, yeah. What, what the stumbling blocks for them, because that's who we need for the game to grow, brand new people. It would be good to do that. If, uh, I mean, I'm, that's, I get, they've got the QA team and they've got the alpha, and, you know, I don't mind. I've, I think I'm okay saying this. I was in the alpha years ago. Um, I think I'm allowed to say that because I'm not in it anymore. And it's, you know, this is when I was commentating and stuff. Um, and, but like, I don't know if they have like testing for people who are just like, just random, like kind of not QA, but like, you know, kind of though, you, you know, when they get you in and they like, you eat food and you give them the feedback and stuff. Like, I don't know how often they do that. I don't know how often games do do that. I know that. You know, I've done a couple of bits of like X because I live in Seattle. Like you can, if you live in Seattle or Washington, you can go and do this stuff really like often. You can go and test games and stuff. You can like log on their website and just you know go test random things. I remember testing some old games and just being like first reactions, all this kind of stuff. It would be really interesting. I would love to just sit and be like what a, you know with a player and just see their experience and see how they engage in the systems that's never played an MMO RPG, honestly. Yeah. I think that yeah. would be very interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Whether or not uh, we'd have a problem there or not, you know, I think we would <laughs> with every single MMORPG, honestly. But... I, it might actually be something that I that I force my, upon my poor husband because he is an MMO player. Right. But he's, ne <laughs> oh, but he's never played Guild Wars Two. What? Mm. For the amount of yeah. years you've been covering this, he's never played yeah. Guild Wars Two. <laughs> No, no. Okay, I'm in the PvP thing, right? So if, if you're a new player or whatever, you can um you can basically choose your class. So you can be a scout, a heavy gunner, or a supporter. A supporter, of course, is what I'll do. So you can heal and put on walls and blocks and stuff. I actually really enjoy this, and I wish it was in the game permanently, to be fair, as like an actual thing for players to do, because I think PvP is kind of mind-numbing right now. But anyway, um, sorry, yeah, you should definitely do that, and I will be at that stream. <laughs> I, I will be there and it will be good yeah i should talk to my husband possibly live on yeah you should do that for your live YouTube, on the internet right? yeah right <laughs> not for that yeah there is actually a lot more events i feel like in winter's day than there is for other things as well happy winter's day and yes to yourself as well yeah to everyone everyone's even said that why is there so many people and it's just me in this instance <laughs> i mean yeah it seems like um winter's day and then mad kings are the two really big ones that have a ton of activities and things i mean quite a few of them do though four winds has a bunch of different things that you can do um new year's maybe has a little less i'm trying to remember but it definitely doesn't have mm. all of these like instanced modes and all kinds of different things like that um, but Winter's Day does have a lot, and I actually really love the, I love the range of activities. The little bell game. One of these years, I am going to destroy it on all the difficulties. Oh I still God. have not gotten there I'm yet, so but it, it just, it consumes me. Like, I get so <laughs> fixated on wanting to try and actually excel at that dumb thing. Um, the PvP mode is fun. I mean, they have a really nice little offering of different things in the game, right? Yeah. Jump puzzle activity, PvP activity, a kind of fun coordinated activity. They even have the little, like, holiday race. 
they have again it's it's like a little showcasing of a lot of the mm -hmm. different types of content and modes in the game which i think is great for getting players kind of interacting in those different types of things um i love all the little stuff that they have for this one i think it's a great little festival honestly yeah i i just watched jury and uh marjorie uh, marjorie and um cass walk across the, the the pavilion and go to the bell the bell ringing competition and just disappear into the bell ringing competition oh really that's how Oh, yeah, that's the detail, and and Casmi uh, oh, cool. is wearing a, the winter, the original Winter's Day um, attire, you know, oh. the fluffy. Yeah, oh, it's really yeah. sweet. Oh, it's lovely cool. attention to detail. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, I uh, wonder if they've they did that before because they did change. They have changed some elements of this, like just pathing us. So I think the race has changed. I'm not sure though. Just did the race before. The map. I just didn't do much of the PvP thing because it just ended. You get the also, if you're opening Winter's Day presents, don't do what I did and click on them and give yourself carpal tunnel. Right at the bottom <laughs> of the options is use all. So do that. Yes. Just, just saying. Just saying. Okay, you you should be giving all. yourself carpal tunnel for twerking your your uh, turtles. That's that's the only appropriate wow. use of that. <laughs> I kind of want to go. For I've never heard that before. I've never it's, it's heard that before. It's the new teddy bear turtles. They were twerking in my guild hall like crazy. Oh, okay, right. Sorry, you were talking about so, that. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, what? No, 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 no furry content here. Don't worry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I've, I've got, got friends who are furries. So I'm like, yeah, go for it. Live your best life. Like, <laughs> All right, I'm going to do the bell thing. I'm going to go make a tit myself. Let's go. Uh, go for it. I believe in you. You know, I mean, actually, wow. you should be going as well. This is like, uh, I'm not just, you know, I'm going to the Northeast stage. I have to say it, Deborah, but I want you to know that I'm going to say this with love in my heart for you as okay, your friend. Sure. Um, you don't need the bell thing to make a tip yourself. Wow, cheers. I, actually, <laughs> I'm surprised that, I'm surprised that, no, wow, that was very, that was just, wow. <laughs> Wait, who said that? Was that Rook or was that you? I'm confused that was, now. That was Fornax. Was that you? I, I was like, like, I thought the, the voice went Christ. a bit high. I was like, what? Under the bus maybe, I go. Maybe it's because, like, just... I just... <laughs> Shit. I was like, very well, Fornax is here, and I'm like, I'm very surprised that Rook said such a thing. I'm like, like... <laughs> well, I would never. That's Good why Lord. it was definitely Fornax oh, right, who said okay. it. Right, fine. <laughs> I mean, I know this. I don't think it's been told. <laughs> oh, my heart's breaking. No. Actually, uh, Fornax is a regular because the, now, because they're taken over from Rook, who is now fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. It's the, All true, right. It's the true reasoning. That's the true reasoning. It's like, I'm just joking, everyone. Um, yes, yeah, see, we, we are good friends here. And this is okay. <clears throat> I'm I'm good for the snark. If you want professional <laughs> gaming reviews, you need her. You you desperately need her. Oh, I know, I know. I, I definitely <laughs> need a rook here for sure. I need <laughs> I need everyone here. Actually, wait. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, oh, that's difficult. I don't know if I can do this. Okay, it goes up to four and then nine. Okay, that go. That, I I can do maybe. I can't remember where you got to press the bell though. I'm gonna fail so hard. Do you press it when it hits the thing or just before? Oh, there's a whole thing to it. There's like a, you have to get like really good at it. I think you do it. <laughs> <laughs> just get good, Jebro. Um, that was good. 
I think it's that you really genuinely do want to try and get it as close to when it literally crosses the line as possible. Like, it's, okay. it's tricky. It's actually really hard. It's like a dollar hero, isn't it? It's like... Basically. Yeah. I did it. Yes! Uh, sorry. <laughs> They've got this, so they do have this here, but they have this in New World as well. Oh god. Uh No, no. Wow, it just like what? <laughs> oh my god. I kind of I'd survived, but I didn't do well. <laughs> and my face is just like, uh, yeah. I, do this? I love that it also <laughs> kills. It like punishes oh you physically God. if you fail at bell playing. Nobody would be a musician if that's what happened. Well, okay, maybe some people would be a musician for if that's what happened to you, but like for very different reasons. <laughs> for much so spicier reasons. Too much of my music teacher, Mr. Monroe. He was a monster. Oh my god. Oh my Look god, how? Private school kids. You can do it. Oh my god. Ow. I don't know how well I did there. The person at the top has 584 and I've got 244. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, cool. I mean, I, I made it to the end. That doesn't happen often, to be fair. So I did all right. There we go. Reading Geek says Lord of the Rings has the best music system. It does, yeah, yeah, it really does. You have musical guilds like performing in this in the city there, and it's it's just another world. Like they, you can load in like um, word doc. What is it called? Like um, word files and stuff where it plays music for you, but like it is really detailed, and you can really get keen on it. Like it's it's really fun. Yeah. If you ever could play Lord of the Rings online, just it's worth it just to go there. The MIDI files, that's right, yeah. So is fun. an idea. And I don't know how this would work. Hmm. I'm not totally sure yet, but okay. thinking about like the music systems and exceptional cases of them with like Lord of the Rings Online, right? Got me thinking about the music guilds that we have even here, which Alara mm. is a part of and yeah. stuff like that in Guild Wars 2, which then got me thinking about a recent holiday charity community event that happened in Final Fantasy XIV, which we were just talking about on the other podcast that I do yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking about the, like, there was a concert, we were talking about events and stuff that were put on in, um, like, a little amphitheater that's in-game, oh, right? Yeah. It's, it has, like, you know, the seating and a stage area and stuff like that. And one area that I don't know that I've seen as many MMOs really leaning into, although 14 might be kind of the one that I think is pushing the furthest towards this, is the idea that there are many players who get very immersed in the world and that want to do some extension of role-playing within the worlds that they are a part of. So, whether that's creating venues like... Um, Canucks Club, so Club Canucks. Yeah. I was talking when we did our last show with the little tour around some of our favorite places. I was talking about the fact that I'd actually talked to um, a beautiful team member who had told me that when they were designing that, they specifically were keeping an eye on it as an RP venue, which is why there's interactable yeah, seats and all these other kinds of things. Yeah. So 
I would be really curious if for some of these events, like, I don't know, like, uh, like Winter's Day here, I mean, it's something where I don't know if the amount of participation would be worth it. Mm. from a developmental standpoint but part of me is like how fun would it be to actually put in different i don't know different things where maybe we got a bell choir amphitheater or something or a musical performance area where you could like squat up and then you could enter the stage as like a group or something and you could mm. put on a performance and like maybe there would be an announcer or something in the area or like something that would say like a performance is happening now or you could choose to go sit in the audience and there could be different little things that you could do like clapping or throwing holiday sparklers or I don't know it wouldn't you it wouldn't have to have like a really loud auditory component because you wouldn't want to overwrite the musical thing but then, then maybe there could be other little achievements for like putting on a holiday show or being in the audience or I don't know I I don't actually know how this would totally work but I think that those kinds of like interactive fun group environments and setups I think there's a way for MMOs to figure out how to give them a more firm place within the gameplay of a game mm -hmm. um, or even create like separate look for group categories for things like performances or venues or yeah. stuff like that that um would kind of even give more of that an opportunity to shine because like how fun would it be to see a bunch of actual like carolers in the game or bell choir bell choirers who were bell like choir. standing around this time of year playing and i'm sure groups put on those events but i love the idea of encouraging people to get from more familiar like familiar with instrument systems or little rp things or community endeavors kind of in that way i don't know yeah, I don't know. That would be that cool. Sounds lovely. I think so. That sounds I agree. lovely. Yeah, I think like you know, the more the more options you have to like just just options for people to RP and do that kind of stuff mm -hmm. is always like I think just adding that kind of thing is cool. I don't think I don't feel like it would. They could even just replicate something and stick it in an instance or whatever, like a lobby mm -hmm. or something. That would be and, cool. And there is nothing stopping people from doing that, I guess, as well. Just in areas, maybe, I guess. But, like, maybe made the, if the music system was actually a little bit more intricate. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I was going to say, in the, first, <laughs> in the first years of the game, when I was running the, the Crichton Herald role-playing news, newspaper, we used to oh, yeah. uh, do articles about the different role-playing events that were going on. And there was a whole there was a whole group. There was, like, 20 players who were all doing the Crichton Ministry, and they were literally role-playing what it would be like to run Crichton and interact with the Queen and interact with... And, and they had all these intrigues and mysteries, and it was, like, complete drams and, like, people having affairs, and it was crazy. Uh, but there was also <laughs> a, was. another group who used to advertise in the role-playing for their events, in the role-playing newspaper. They had advertised their events in the, in the newspaper, and they would do theatre performances in, you know, the district with the bandstand yeah. in Divinity's Reach? And there's a stage, and they'd weekly they'd do, like, a stage show where they'd use tonics oh and they'd do and they'd do poetry and dancing and that and it was amazing so i love that oh yeah. i love that so much yeah i also just love the idea that with that you know publication i mean were you reporting on those groups so like would you give updates about like the current Crichton ministry drama and things that were going on or was it more like specifically so, news based for the game there was one woman who was like uh, <laughs> 
the analogy balls deep in this, but she oh my absolutely God. was, right? <laughs> she was absolutely immersed in it, and it was her bag. So she would write all these stories and everything, and then I would, I would, I would edit it all in, put all the beautiful imagery in, and then publish it off. And she could, she would share it wherever the hell she wanted, and I would put it on the on the RP forums. And she she did like hundreds and hundreds of articles all about. The, the 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 antics of these people and the different dramas and interacting with a niece and all the rest of it and they had this whole intricate system of of like backdoor uh, intrigue it was like the west wing but in divinity's reach i have no idea where you were going <laughs> oh my gosh i want to be i want that so bad I want yeah, that they, so bad. That'd be so fun. Parties. I got invited to one of these, and it was like an. It was. It was like I was at an ambassador's party, and there all these all these what? RPs beautifully dressed, and people are going around asking if you want drinks. This is real players playing. Really come epic. along to play the servants, and then you'd had all these like ministry people in there, all talking about politics and the centaur and everything in real time. It was just amazing. That's so good. I know D, uh, shouting out D again here in the chat. D just did a little ball RP event um, with the community. And I mean, I'm definitely going to be like shouting out to more people in the Lightbringers Guild and everything, even with these, because I genuinely love RP. And I think that having even these kinds of seasonal events like Winter's Day, like we talked about, mm -hmm. they offer such fun ways to expand RP and, you know, do something that's themed to that and do something that's fun like that. But then, like you're saying, Fornax, there is so much potential in this world for all these groups and like the ongoing setting and um great locales like we did the little uh ball which was so much fun um at uh is it minister minister with mansion we did mm -hmm. it and it was nice. like that that was great like it's so great um i, I want that man's house we need to get him. <laughs> yeah. but it is really fun um, and gosh, now I just want to like, if I had more time and energy or a group of people that were interested, now I just want to do another like a gossip, a gossip publication about role player drama, like in character role player drama <laughs> in the various <laughs> factions of the world because that's so fun. I love that. Something that I miss actually is the stories. What I would love to do on the channel. Uh, is to actually like read people's role-playing stories out mm. like read that like the well, stories that they've written about their characters well i mean i can so i'm i'm, I'm fairly okay at kind of dramatizing things mm -hmm. um but yeah i i would like to kind of narrate um their, their stories and do visuals and that kind of thing i i did um kit the traveler i did kit the traveler wrote oh, a story yeah. and nice. um yeah, and I, I actually, she, she said, "Would you like to collaborate?" And I said, "Sure." So she sent me the story, and I, and I made it into like a little movie and I narrated remember. it all on my channel. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Nice. Well, if you ever need anyone to play roles or join in or do, I would be so down because I love that. I love I the creativity of this community. It's so amazing. Um, and yeah, you should Real. make those because that'd be great. I would watch it. Real Housewives of Divinity's Reach. Holy shit! <laughs> oh my I'm gosh! Down. Yes. I mean, it's part of what's fun. And I think especially when it comes to those like political endeavors, mm. we don't always get as much of a sense of them. There are instances, right, where you attend the whatever event or, you know, you're trying to do subterfuge stuff. But that's actually a really huge part of the world of Guild Wars 2. 
and it's much harder to actually pull off things like that mm. than it is to just have like here's a boss you fight using your fight abilities you know like yeah so I think that component of the world and lore and the intrigue and the drama and the spies and the secret collectives and organizations, it's all in Guild Wars 2. Um, and a lot of it does take, you know, it, there's so much involved here with Divinity's Reach, um, but it's not always something that you get as much of the fantasy of when you're just playing through the game, unless you do stuff like roleplay, so... Quite funny because some of my favorite like character interactions are in those like politic political intrigue instances that we used to get. I think it was pre Heart of Thorns when mm. we were all prepping up to go, and it was Anise and Kanek, and he was having to prove himself because she'd just like bought his billet from the Lion Guard, and she'd said, "You're going to work for me, and you're going to work you work yourself out of your 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 criminal record." And the the and the snarky interaction between those two characters, and like his in, his, his reaction when he went um, in in Cordicus's manner yeah. to the picture of Logan Thackeray up above the bed of Cordicus is one yeah. of the favorite moments oh I have ever God. had. It was just perfect, perfect. You remember that? It's so no, good. No. It's such a weird painting. It, it raises so many questions. There are loads of stuff oh, like that yeah, in yeah. the game, like in different places. That that dungeon. Like Kallik's like, oh, minister, you do not disappoint. It was uh, just <laughs> perfect. It was perfect. Amazing. Uh, I'm just running around inside there. The Tix's thingy magic. Um, I think as well. That's fun. I did like role play. I didn't like a big role play or anything, but we did use we made videos on Rift because you could get married and you could have an instance, right? where you would do it but we'd make we did like random things where i think one of my friends recording it recorded it from years ago but there was like someone at the altar who got jilted and it was like they the person they cheated on was like in the crowd and stuff and it was like you know made this whole drama thing about it, it was kind of funny so it really does like even for people who don't aren't into that kind of thing you could you kind of wouldn't want to witness it as well which is kind of fun so yeah, absolutely. I think these kinds of events specifically can really bring that out for sure, especially festivals and stuff. Well, maybe with, with Cass and Jury getting married, that, that is the opportunity for them to introduce a marriage ceremony into the game. And if, I mean, 14 has one of the best marriage ceremonies. I mean, I'm, I'm not wrong, am I? No, I mean, it's great. It's great. It's fun. And you get special <laughs> items that, oh, that, that you only get sometimes. if you get married. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you how many times I've been married. It's not that kind of podcast, okay? (laughs) I mean, are you sure? (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Jebro, I just had the the thought of Mm. a Lightbringers, a a Darkbringers After Hours Tell All episode, which could be a lot of fun, and I would need to do it. Uh, uh, tell all of what? <laughs> have we, have you know? we not told everything already? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where we gossip and banter and talk about uh, ourselves or, you yeah, know, we whatever. Can we can do that. We can It'd do fun. that. I would definitely I would have, have fun. that. I mean, yeah, it would be fun. I can definitely have like, um, hit the person. We can talk about bit. bananas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dee knows what I'm talking about. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't even know. Dark, dark brings up like a, a thing. Can I? I did. Um, I mean, Kriff did a dark bringers, but it was just and someone else. But we just talked about the game, so it wasn't really like dark anything. It was just during the night. So it was just like that yeah. was the reason why it was called dark bringers. 
um but yeah that's absolutely something we can think about doing yeah if anyone has any questions and stuff for our kind of review of 2022 as well like make sure you check them in the comments of the youtube video check them in the i've got some i know um rook's community as well i've got some questions they popped out there as well so any one that wants to do that please make sure you take part i would appreciate uh because we will endeavor to answer your questions they can be fairly general as well it doesn't just have to be guild wars 2 related if you have an mmo question or something per not too personal but like you know we can we can talk about that unless someone asked me about mental health stuff so i'll talk about that a little bit but yeah anyone that wants to do that chuck a little chuck a little reply I mean, in the comments for sure i guess i'm doing admin at work but I, mm. I I would like because I love talking about Guild Wars too, but I I maybe yeah. that when you when when you think about podcasts going forward into the into the new year, mm. you might want to have a variation. So one week Guild Wars two, one week variety MMO, one week something else, so that, you, that with the same people, but because we all play different games. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. That the audience true. would be very. That's true. I think like I love cozy games. I'm a I I I love my Switch. Um, and yeah, I, love I need cozy to games play on, on my Switch more for sure. Well, I was gonna do a weekly because I'm actually kind of in the middle of thinking about if I want to just have this as a gaming channel or like a podcast channel because I just kind of like talking to people. Uh, but like, obviously, like having it as like you know still streaming games and stuff. People that are here, like obviously, come. It's okay. Um, <laughs> don't worry. Um, but. Yeah, I, I think I want to definitely have... I want to market it differently because Lightbringers is very Guild Wars 2 themed. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a set up a different like Spotify and everything else with a more general gaming slash MMORPG mm. podcast for sure. And it's like... But we can, I can do... Probably do that here as well. Um, yeah, there's loads of different stuff. I think struggling is going to become a struggle to... We I started doing this weekly because of end of dragons and it just continued because i know we can talk about anything and even if we bring up the same thing every week like randomly or just vaguely like it will be okay because i think people just like hearing us talk about the game <laughs> and then like the excitement and stuff so it's always been like what do we do and like last week i was like couldn't think of what the fuck to do like no idea and it was just like let's just look at our favorite places in the game again easy easy podcast you know and no one does that like no one does the same kind of podcasts as um we have here like just because we have like pim people would like have their ideas and stuff as well which is really really awesome and so it's just been we're on like we're getting close to 100 ish episodes we've got like officially like four, almost close to 80 kind of episodes that are named but we easily almost 100 because of all the end of dragon stuff we did so um yeah, there's going to be plenty more of this next year for sure. Um, hopefully, there's just loads more stuff. Oh, yeah, same. It's going to be, you know, it's just going to be great. And like when different people come on as well, there's always like the themes around you now. What are we going to talk about this week? And like this person's got this look on this thing. And that's why we've got such a good mix of people. Like just with you and Rook and uh, Boots and Kruf as well. We've got like builds, we've got like story, we've got RP, we've got dungeons, raids, like every piece of content is pretty much covered. And there's like, like even maybe PvP and you know, Boots does World v World as well as you know, I do sometimes as well. And we all mix and match and kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know, it just it just fits pretty well. We've got a really good crew of people. Um, so it's good. Like the people we started off with 
um i think the first show i ever had was like aurora peachy alex from who was rpg shack back in the day uh and oh, what's her name she's english um she doesn't do guild wars 2 stuff much anymore but like you know the, the different people i've had uh, rook was on there pretty early i'm pretty sure you were weren't you i think i think so yeah i'm really early i'd have to check the first one but like you were one of the first it's been so long people i think i i need to check i want to check i know that we're going way off topic now it's like a windows day thing and like you know people so i'm gonna start Being winding podcast down admin, you guys talk amongst yourselves yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's, weird. it's yeah. Just like it's been go it there is so many hours of content on this podcast specifically it's like you i don't even i think you it's as if we just yeah. really loved talking about the games we love. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. It is weird, right? Uh, it <laughs> doesn't make any sense. There's... And we just enjoy being together and hanging out and hanging out with all of you, whether you're live or afterwards, leaving comments. It's just awesome. I think that's the big it's... thing about it for me, like just hanging out with my friends and, and doing the things. Oh, you were on the second episode. Ha! Ooh. As Bird of Chess. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we've had loads of different people. Age has been on a bunch of these as well. Angry Zorik, Malfanis. Had loads of different people. Mucklock's been on it as well. Kroof, Boots, Boots. Oh, Boots has been on a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's oh, so wow. important, to, especially when life is difficult, to yeah. give yourself the opportunity to just relax and have fun and unplug and not worry about things that you can't control and just privilege yourself with a bit of kindness and a space where you can just be frivolous i think that's nice yeah and not have to worry yeah. about feel, feeling like judge and all this kind of yeah we're going into a random it's okay chap don't worry we're, we're just chilling it's it's christmas we're being you know we've got those we've got the christmas vibes going on so we're like you know it's all about it's all about that right now wine and lollipops that's what we need yeah for sure <laughs> like that's yeah. what it's about that's the reason why i play mmos you know and i think for me um it's difficult now because i think we have there are so many around that you know you feel a little bit i feel a little bit sometimes but even in, in our community as well and i don't get to play as much as i would like to and you there's so many that you're all kind of died around you've got this community which is centered around one game you were starting but then you kind of there's so many people playing so many others. It's like Destiny 2, New World, Guild Wars 2, Final Fantasy 14, World of Warcraft comes out of an expansion. Everyone tries that. You know, it's like there's so many different things. So, you know, this this podcast is one way of getting like different communities and they're like kind of coming together for sure. And uh, that's really the good. Nice problem yeah. to have. Too many games, too many wonderful games to play. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, and I have to say, I think ultimately <laughs> that's why what Fornax was saying, I think that's why these holiday events are so fun. Sometimes mm. you just need to give yourself permission to do something fun, frivolous, silly. Something that, you know, for whatever reason makes you feel, I mean, hopefully happy about the season or like there's a little place where you can celebrate no matter whether or not you have any decorations in your house, whether or not you enjoy being around your family, whether or not, yeah, you, so true. you know, it's nice for all that these events give us a lot of different content or rewards or things like that. I think I find myself more so not only with this podcast, because this podcast is also such a great, wonderful little haven. And I agree. I, I always feel like this is one of the content things that I do that doesn't in some way feel like work. 
you know, mm-hmm. it, it is something that we're so happy to make and to do and to, you know, do our best with, but it's also a genuine joy to do. And I think that a lot of times those holiday events can be a lot of the same, where it's just kind of a thing that you get to do for fun if you want to do it. And um, give yourself that permission to not stress, not feel like you need to prog something that's really difficult or do something mm. that everybody, you know, that like is uh, the end game or, or whatever it is that you might feel like you need to do or your dailies or whatever, but just to get to have something fun to do. Not to say that you can't play these holiday events in a very serious, hardcore way. You can, but... <laughs> There's but... going to be someone who said that. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> but yeah, thankfully, like, I, yeah, I think we forget about that sometimes in, in the game, like, especially in MMOs, because you can really, like, without that hardcore kind of end game part thing a lot of people are like you know what's the end game like and what's this kind of just like where's what's the journey of this game like what is the half of like enjoyment outside of just farming stuff and just having that real like narrow focus of like gear and um all that kind of stuff these little side things we do and that's that's why they yeah absolutely these events are so well, good i like that guild wars oh. 2 breaks the paradigm of that hustle culture of number must go up you know, I like that. That that's yeah. it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I think it's it's disadvantaged it because of the the culture mm-hmm. in gaming. But I think that if we can get enough bums on seats, they can they can change that paradigm. They can they can they can move the zeitgeist in favor of more exploration and 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 just story and enjoyment rather than number must go up but boss must die yeah yeah i think they do that pretty i think guild wars 2 is a great mmo for i think a lot of people who play guild wars 2 have never played an mmorpg before as well honestly i think a lot of people first especially nowadays like this is a good intro mmo for a lot of people because especially if you think about the future going forward because there's like tab targeting and stuff is gonna be like gone in the next 10 years hopefully maybe we'll see i don't know but like although it's still prevalent in like final fantasy is pretty prevalent as well actually honestly so probably not because that game is massive obviously but yeah i don't know it's just pretty chill in comparison to the others (laughs) i think it's pretty easy to get into although we do have had these conversations about what it's like to be a new player and sometimes it's not that easy um so maybe i'm contradicting myself in the same sentence uh, I think I think both both can be true. I think both can be true. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's a load of content in the game that it's very hold your hand, take you to it and do it. But I think there's so much more content and so much more scope to this game and to Final Fantasy fourteen that that is off the beaten track that you're that they don't direct new players to, so they don't know it's there. So uh, both things are true, I think. Yeah. I'm just working out how I'm uh what i'm actually doing in this uh this instance because i can't remember i just went into it to give people something to watch uh while we're talking i was just ra- massively confused and ranting randomly and i don't know what i said unless i was like i'm Someone's lost giving you a nice rub there you go they are rub me oh i'm getting some double rubs there excellent oh Thank geez so much. okay wow well you know <laughs> we could we can leave you alone in private to do this jab if you need to go ahead and <laughs> I, mean, I think that could be a good time to end the podcast yes that's so weird it's so odd that that is happening right there uh and, and it feels like we should definitely end that i mean you know it's terrible how it is it's good for your mental health it is very good for your mental health a good Getting rub. rubbed. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. 
<laughs> we, you know what I just realized? We had basically made it throughout the entire podcast without making some wildly inappropriate joke. But now, thank, whew, whew, thank you, Fornax. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Are you sure? The episode is saved. <laughs> the episode is saved. The inappropriate joke has been made. And I, okay. yeah, I feel like we're good. We're ready. We've had the full episode. All the content everybody expects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise we would have been lost. I don't. Yeah, we would have been. Yeah. This is why. Oh yeah. Damn it! I didn't get to give my present in. Uh, (laughs) This is upsetting. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for watching the Lightbringers podcast. Hope you had a great evening, show, afternoon, morning, whatever time you're watching this afterwards as well. Twitch.tv slash everyuni on uh, Friday, sometimes a Sunday. We will be back hopefully next. Friday for a I think we'll do one more whether or not we do it the next Friday or the Friday after actually tomorrow I think next Friday we got the most people around so we're going to do it next Friday we'll do a year in review of Guild Wars 2 which will be the last Lightbringers podcast of the year unless uh, something changes which it may do depending we'll have chats and we'll let you know um but yeah, it's been fantastic one so far. We've still got one more to go. If you have any questions that you would like to ask um, myself or anyone else on the show, please make sure that you pop in some, you know, some questions that you would like to ask us. I really much appreciate it. Otherwise, we will see you next time. There is Rookery. There is also Fornax. Make sure you check out all of their stuff. But before we go, they're going to get a little opportunity to tell you what they do and where, you, where they do it and where you can check them out. Uh, whether or not it might be on fire or not, that could be something that might happen in the future. Uh, Rookery, that's sorry. <laughs> I just realized that someone wants to go. Uh, yeah, who's that? Who's gonna be that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go. Okay, all right. <laughs> go. Uh, you all know what I do, where I do it, but um, in case you didn't know and you'd like more of this ridiculousness, um, you can find me yeah. on Twitch and YouTube at Rookery R O O K U R I. You can also find me on Twitter at Rookery underscore, and you can find me on Instagram just at Rookery. Um, We play a lot of MMOs. I love games. I love chatting, and I'm a huge, huge fan, particularly about story, characters, lore. I love breaking those things down, talking about them, and then talking about MMORPGs in general and how all these different games deliver these experiences to us. So we have a lot of fun. We make a lot of butt jokes. We goof. We laugh. We we giggle. We share life stuff, but um, we also love talking about a lot of these games. So if you're interested in that and you want to see that whether that's in my uh pre-recorded content that goes up on youtube or live in the moment over on twitch uh definitely come by sometime <coughs> pardon me sorry hello thank you do it please follow rookery awesome legend legend good friend and make sure you please check out this stuff i really do appreciate when i go into people's chats and I see people going around and just like following different people and you're like oh they're from that community or they're from this community and you're just like oh they've never seen them in here before it's always awesome please go and check out everyone who's here because they are great and another person you should definitely go check out is our friend fornax as well or the Crichton herald as you may know them please go and check them out Tell us a little bit about what you do and where you do it as well, Fornax. Hey, um, I make videos on YouTube. Um, I'm still planning to do some Twitch streaming eventually at some point. Oh, this you millennium. didn't do it? This millennium. Well, I did it once. You've not got long yeah. left. Kind of close, mate. Okay. Um, and I'm 
unfortunately i've been a bit unwell uh but oh, um, no, i'm um, sorry yeah it's okay i'm a disabled person this shit happens all the time um, but um i've got a wonderful community who are lovely to me and um there's going to be videos coming on the youtube channel next week at least two are coming next week on the oh, channel cool. one from a halloween competition that i i promised to do for for my friends over at gamers asylum and mm -hmm. they waited very patiently my god poor bastards and another one i'm gonna do a whole lineup of awesome fashion wars stuff in the game because i haven't Ooh. done a fashion wars review in so long and people keep asking so i've you got to give the people what they want yes i do like those that's true awesomeness okay we'll make sure you go and follow follow Nax as well i am jebra if you want to go and check out my stuff twitch.tv slash jebra unity it's mostly on the weekends at the moment when i can manage it um youtube it's mostly the light brings that goes on there. So if you want to check out that, youtube.com slash uni. You can follow me on Twitter and the other things if you want. I'm not doing a massive amount on social media. Twitter is probably where I am the most. And that's probably going to go down the drain fairly soon. So uh, yeah, go and check out other things. I massively appreciate it. If you do want to support the channel in any kind of way by subbing, bidding, donations, and all the things, all that kind of money does help to keep things running and ticking over as well. So appreciate it. Please go and do the things for our friends as well um and yeah we'll see you next time i will remain streaming for a bit after this because i'm going to do some other things but otherwise the lightbringers podcast is done we will see you next time thank you so much for watching take care and have a fantastic christmas and new years if we're not going to see you for the final show of the year bye bye everyone yeah